Politically Incorrect Gaming Podcast. You know what it is. I am Oreo. And I am Q-Stick. I was reading that, that error message going, oh, what did we fuck up? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Something. Everything. Everything's broken. I, f- I feel like we haven't played the intro in a minute. I think it's been we at c- least three or four episodes since we've actually <laughs> remembered the, the intro. Well, yeah, we, keep, we keep forgetting. We get so excited. We just start going. We forget that there's uh, there's other things to do, but that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Chat, if you would be so kind as to let me know if the audio levels are good. Because I haven't yeah. fixed anything from the Friday night stream. Yeah, it could be it all good. over the place. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. We'll good. find out. Yeah. Let's see what actually sounds good. I heart geeks. You like that? I heart geeks. Yeah, heart geeks, huh? I do. You got a heart on for geeks? I heart geeks. I spade my dog. <laughs> I club my kids. And I have to nice. buy the wife diamonds. <laughs> Well, uh, as always, we have no idea what we're doing, we're talking about. I did have an idea earlier in the week, okay, because I had an idea I wanted to try with mystery. I think I told you about it a little bit. Oh, you said it had something to do with improv, and that was it. Yeah, and I was like, well, (laughs) what if we're not good at it either? (laughs) So we're going to practice and then throw it on mystery because I had no practice. Yeah, I was thinking we're going to practice, and if ours is okay, then uh, when we get to it with mystery... Uh, you know, if it sucks, then then that's mystery's fault. We can blame him. Does that sound better? No, we never know what we're doing, Jordan. No, not in the least. So I didn't know if you wanted to start with the improv or. Sure. <laughs> I mean, all right. What do you got? I'm good. I, this is what I do. All right, you do improv. I mean, we're 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 decent on D and D days. Yeah, so, say, I've been I mean, having an improv D and D for like four years, so. Yeah, got this. I mean, what's what's the number one rule of improv? You you yes and, mm, yeah, which true. is not that hard. You you just roll with whatever. So I prefer yes, but but that works too. Yeah, yes and their butt. Mm-hmm, always. Beard's <laughs> all fucked up. But I thought of I don't remember it was yesterday or something. Maybe while I was sleeping. You know when you get kind of hazy, and your body's trying to go to sleep, and your mind's like, nah, I got other plans. Always. Yeah. So I. Th- I think that's when I thought of this idea. So I thought of this idea, right? Okay. So we, you and I are just two random dudes. Okay. <laughs> in like a UN, UNSC port, right? Where ships come in and whatnot. Okay. So I'm a civilian or am I a uh, military? Uh, well, see, we can make that part up. <laughs> we'll figure that out as we go. <laughs> two random people, maybe okay. military, maybe not. Okay. Hey, look at that. I'm going to wear my UNSC shirt. This will work. Oh, look. You See, you're all dressed up. <laughs> He's ready to go. All right. Cool. That's called method acting right there. <laughs> and uh, so, and the only thing that I know that happens, okay, while we're talking in this port, we see somebody coming that we think might be Master Chief. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's as far as I got. So that's our prompt. That's the prompt. <laughs> Uh, so you and yeah. I are we are we together? Uh, are we? Together? I don't know. I'm just I would I'm just standing in line trying to get a beverage. You know, 
I was a little thirsty. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I'll take my elbow and I'll be like, hey, 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 look. Hey, what's that, up? That looks like the chief. Do I know you? No, but look. I mean, I got no one else to point to. It's the chief. The the chief? Where? The chief. Over there. With the... Oh, damn. Not yeah, that you, is. I think... You're going to ask me who that is or what Is that he coming like. this way? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, okay. Um, wait. Um... Like, what do, do we say? He, do we ask for his autograph? Do you think you'd be mad if I pulled out my phone and took a picture? Just be like, uh, how quickly? I don't know. How do, how, how do I don't know people handle this. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just take a quick picture here. He, take a picture of him? Okay. Yeah, Should we ask yeah, for his autograph? Yeah, surely. Hey, Chief! Chief! Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> what if it's not him? I'm going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> we won't know any better. They won't know any oh, better. We'll okay. just say we, we, just say we right. saw him. Did he just flip us off? Is that what that was? I thought he was doing the whole thing. Was it? Was it? Oh, sure. yeah. It went by so quick. Yeah. I'm starstruck. I, I couldn't tell. He might have flipped us off. I'm not sure, though. I mean, oh if, if, if he did, I mean, I got flipped off by the chief. That's great. Oh, my God. That I, I can't believe we sent. You know, I heard that his suit jerks him off. <laughs> That's. <laughs> do you think Cortana does it or the suit does it automatically? Well, I mean, I'm sure that it has it has that built in the, the under layer skin stuff has that built in massage stuff for. For like helping my muscles relax, so I mean, oh. I mean, I'm sure it would help him relax too. Oh, I mean, he's got. I mean, someone with that much testosterone. Yeah, I'll just take two on number one, please. Someone with that much testosterone. That's fucking insane. Like, it, there's no way it's not jerking him off, right? It, it, or maybe that's why he's so angry all the time. Or maybe he's kind he's, of a. Maybe it's not jerking him off all the time. Maybe that's why he's so angry. Well. Oh, I he's mean, coming this way. I wonder if he heard us talking about him well, <laughs> jerking you know, off. You know that oh, those, shit. those suits have advanced hearing technology. Oh, maybe he heard us. Maybe. Can Cortana like decipher? Because I, you know, I, I don't know. I've heard so many rumors. <laughs> is he? Is he even have Cortana anymore? I thought she went fucking crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't. I, I've just heard the kind of rumors around the spaceport. She I, she probably went crazy from having to jerk him off all those times. <laughs> <laughs> can't say that I blame her, but you know what? She got to jerk off the Master Chief. I mean, we should all be so lucky. Oh, that's... Oh, shit. Oh, hi. Hi, uh, uh, Master, Master Chief. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Um. Um. God, he's fucking really big in, in real life. <laughs> oh, my God. Mr. Chief, uh, sir, um, does your suit jerk you off? You know, I was well, just going to ask that. I was just joking, man. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that, not me. What a re- I can't believe he would ask you something like that, Chief. He put you me know, up Thank to you it. for your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Is this it? Is this what we have to do now? Is this going to be the thing we have to improv every yeah. week? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely have to do this to mystery. Yeah, see. Something like that. Okay. I, I had a better, I had a better situation, a better idea, but I didn't want to waste that now because mm-hmm. we need to save. You know, it, there might even be better ideas if you, if you guys in chat have better ideas. Uh, I had an idea I wanted to try w- with mystery. What's your uh, idea? Are we just gonna like? Well, we're going to keep it on the DL so in case he watches the episode. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to decide who would play what, okay? okay. So I, I had the idea of uh, one of us is Master Chief, uh, and the other two of us, one of us is Weapon, and one of us is Cortana. <laughs> uh, that's and we fine. somehow, we somehow both got uploaded. 
<laughs> Mystery okay. has to be Cortana. He has to be with Cortana? Absolutely. Why, he sounds more robotic-like? No, I just wanted him to be the mother figure of the organization. Oh, okay. He's like the mother. <laughs> <laughs> I figure that, you know, in, 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 in the real world, I figure Mystery is kind of like the, um, the, the point of good judgment is in the friend group. Yeah. See, when I was uh, when I was in college, and uh, me and Switch Jackson were living together, um, we had a we had a group of friends that would come over and like drink and party with us. And in that yeah. in that circle of friends, there was a couple of guys that they always knew um, like the, when was the right time to leave the party before the cops showed up. Oh, so, <laughs> just so, instincts. Yeah, it's like they instinctually knew it was time to go. So we called them the Triangle of Good Judgment. You know, so whenever they were leaving, we knew that you know something bad was oh, about time to go. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I figured that would be. I figured that would be mystery. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So I we'll have to figure out which one of us is chief and uh, the weapon. Hmm. The the idea was basically uh, doing like a training exercise, and we keep the two AIs keep arguing about that. You know, the way it. that he should do it. Isn't the weapon like a copy of Cortana? Yes. Yeah. You like yeah. how I snuck in there that we're talking about Halo again? <laughs> <laughs> but we never said we'd talk about that particular game that just released. That's I never true. said we wouldn't talk about Halo. I so, said we wouldn't talk about that one. Uh, you know, the of, possibilities are infinite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, one of the twins came over tonight for dinner. And yeah. uh, she's got a boyfriend. And she was telling me that, you know, he likes to play video games and whatnot. And she goes, and she's really, he's really into this, like, internet show. So it's like red and blue or something like that. And she's like, you ever heard of anything like that? And I, and I had a, <laughs> I had a moment, you know, of the meme, like, you know, don't cite the deep lore. I was there when it was written, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, oh, so, so you know, so you know what that is? And I'm like. Red versus blue? Yeah, it's like red versus blue, right? And she goes, yeah, it's like, I've gamed with those guys. Like, I know them. And, yeah. you know, I was like, just just tell that, you know, I, you know you'll score some good points, you know. And, and she was like, yeah, he plays that the game that we don't talk about. He plays yeah. that game all the time. And you know, <laughs> he's like, you should totally play with him. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him. Yeah, <laughs> we don't play that. We don't speak of that game. It's non-existent. It's like uh, season eight of Game of Thrones. Oh, I was just I was just thinking about that today. because I, I, <laughs> I had a bunch of. um Game of Thrones TikToks like show up on my my yeah. page, and um, you know of course it, uh, like only time I get like TikToks for for Game of Thrones it's always the Tyrion Lannister TikToks which oh, I, I'm yeah. a, a huge fan. Nothing of. wrong with that. Yeah, but. love it. And so I, and whenever I see these um, TikToks, I'll always go to the comments section just to see what people are saying about the the, the clip. And it's always like, this was really good until the final season. Like, I can't believe that they did this. Like, this was the fucking worst. And I'm like, ah, these are my people. <laughs> yeah, I think the last one I watched was uh, they were at the they were at the meeting there at the end. And, yeah. And, and, you know, it was the scene where he's long live brand the broken. And I was just like, man, that show, were, it, it had so much promise. I know. Uh, ask anybody at any time during the entire first seven seasons. We're we're all contemplating who's going to become king, who's going to rule, who's going to become queen, whatever. I don't think a single person would have said probably probably the the kid, the crippled kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if if I, I think the crippled if, kid that's a mute. 
I think that if you would have asked me that any time during the lead up to the final season, I would have said that he would have been at an advisor at best. Like that's I, what I thought. Like I thought he, honestly, I thought he would like retire back to like north of the wall, and just be like, in times of great need, he'll come and say these words of like good good judgment, and like that's it. Yeah, but, it just makes no sense to have him as king. I don't. I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Uh, who would you what? have picked? Who would who would I have picked? Yeah, who who would you have picked to be the king or queen? Uh, like realistically or yeah. even jokingly, no, that no, would no, still that, be better than him. Well, that, anyone you can <laughs> you could have made Sam king and it would have been <laughs> fucking better. <laughs> but um, but seriously, like if you could have picked one character to be the king, who would you have picked or be the uh, the, the leader? It could be king or queen, doesn't matter. Probably be the man that knows nothing. Oh, uh, oh, okay, yeah, um, Jon Snow. Hmm. Oh, I was thinking. I thought you were talking about the one from. Uh, no, Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon okay. Snow. Jon Snow. <laughs> see, I think that was for me. I think that would have been low hanging fruit. Because yeah, it was just, we'll see. That was the obvious choice, though. Yeah, that's the thing is, I think that would have. I would have liked. I think it until that final like two seasons of development. I thought that um, Sansa would have been like the the right choice. Sansa would have been good. And then it was you like, but then, then that was like the only thing that that was kind of like good in the final season was like she's yeah. going to go back to the north. The north is going to be an independent kingdom. Um, you could have done Tyrion. You could have literally Tyrion, done anybody yeah. but Bran, and it would have been better. <laughs> For me, I think Tyrion had one of the greatest story arcs, maybe of any television or maybe any any media character whether it's literary or television or yeah his story arc was was so so good yeah it was really good and then they just shit on everything in the end i mean i i kind of going back i've watched it i've watched the season a couple of times since it since it finished just to try to go back and like wrap my mind around why they did what they did um i well i i I think what happened is they're really good at adapting a story to make it work for TV. Mm-hmm. They're really good at that. They're expert at that. Experts at that. Right. But they're not good at creating something from nothing. Yeah. Where they don't have a starting point and they don't know where to go and they have to decide. That makes sense. And that really does. I think that... Um, That's two completely different things. Yeah. An editor versus a writer. Yeah. I it was. I was really disappointed... I understand what they did with da- uh, with Daenerys, making her kind of go like power crazy because that's like the curse of the Targaryens is kind of going, yeah. you know. But then on the flip side, you know, John never had that power hungry type, you know, uh, story arc to his, even though he was a Targaryen. So, but then again, he was never destined to be king. It was never in his wheelhouse he never knew that was a thing for him yeah so maybe i think the biggest problem happen. with season eight that why so many of us didn't like it okay like the ba- the way a basic story structure works right your character starts out as one thing something happens or they go look for something that causes things to change you know then they find the thing and that causes a little more change and then they're different the problem where it went from season seven to season eight Everyone swung so widely and changed so fast mm-hmm. that it completely, every, almost every single character, like it made no sense that Arya all of a sudden 
is now this way. Daenerys is all of a sudden now this way. Yeah. Like if they if they would have thrown another two seasons in there and brought us to the point that they did slowly, like maybe further explain that Bronn had an interest and was maybe wanted to become king or just started advising everybody. Well, to to just throw it in so quickly and wrap everything up so quickly, it kind of is like how Lost sucked at the end. <laughs> well, I think I think what the worst part about season eight for me was how the, the like you said the speed of which everything happened. You know, there yeah. was well over a well over an entire season that was spent with um, uh, uh, the Stark boy uh, leading the army to um, to Westeros. Like that, that took a whole season of him to march from one side of the continent to the other. But then in season eight, you know, they went to the wall and back in less than a season. You know, two, yeah. two episodes, they had two an episodes. Army, yeah, two episodes, they had an army from the wall, you know, south. And you're like, it was, it reminded me a lot of how episode nine in Star Wars went. Like in the very beginning, there were just light speed skipping across here and going there. And we're over here and now we're over there. And yeah, it's just it, it, it felt the same. It was like buckle up, bitches. We're gonna cram yeah. everything into this season. But I, yeah. I, I've wondered if they did they ever plan to like not have a season nine for Game of Thrones? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, George wanted ten seasons. He had said to do it properly, you, you had to do ten seasons. And HBO wanted twelve seasons. <laughs> So George wanted 10, HBO wanted 12, and then the fucking brothers are like, no, nah, it's eight. <laughs> it's going to be eight. So, like, they kind of had to wrap everything. I, I think that's the problem with it. Everything happens so abruptly that every single character and every single plot point and wrap up, every, it just feels wrong. It feels wrong yeah. to you when you look at it, and it just makes the whole season feel wrong. Because, like, the way they wrap up Arya finally fighting the Night King, it's over in two minutes. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and then Bronzov becomes king. And then, like, what? <laughs> well, it referenced a move that she had figured out, like, two seasons earlier about dropping the dagger and doing that whole move that she did. And it was like, okay, this is cool. That was cool, but you also could have, like, dragged it out or made it harder. Like, uh, they, they, had, it was, they had such promise in, uh, what was it, the Battle of the Long Night? Where like half the half the whole episode was shot in the dark and it was just done with, you know, torches and and the dragon and cinematic it was gorgeous. And, yeah. And then it was just like okay we're gonna put all our you know we're gonna dump all our stats in cinematography and we're not gonna put anything you know, into into writing. And it was yeah I think they got too out. stuck up with themselves because it feels like nobody looked at that script. It feels like they wrote it. Like you can even watch final readings of like the actors reading the final season and go, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, I mean, you know, they didn't care; they would just laugh all the way to the bank. So, wouldn't it matter to them? I guess. Duty Bound says that his opinions suck. I agree; your opinions do suck. I I concur. Also, Rabble, thanks for the uh, thanks for the sub. I appreciate that. Rabble, Rabble, subscribe with Prime. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's been a long yeah, time since know. we had a Game of Thrones segment of uh, Pig's Pod. I know. We haven't talked because, again, it's kind of like that other game that we don't talk about. We just didn't want to talk about it. I really like it. It was so fucking good up till yeah. then, too. It was one of the best fucking TV shows, and then they just shit all over it and rushed it. That's crazy when, like, your network's wanting to give you more money and more seasons, and you say no because they wanted to go do other stuff. What are you talking about? 
I also think that it was if they were stuck having to write more, like like you said, writing was just not their thing. Editing, yes. I mean, if, uh, story ad- story adapting, yes. Yeah. But the ability to, um, the ability to actually come up with their own material, no, not not, not in the least. Not good. Yeah. Not in the least. It was just terrible, and it was depressing. And because I was hooked, I didn't start watching it until. I didn't start watching until like season five was already out. Yeah, I think I started sometime around season five. And, yeah. you know, I had no clue about anything that was going on. I remember um, I remember watching The Red Wedding not knowing what it was and just yeah. being abs- <laughs> absolutely mortified. Yeah, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, I was oh like, my, oh my er- everyone's God. dying. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> and was What's like, going on? It, I was just absolutely mortified. And then it was, it was sometime later that someone talked about how it was... Uh, you know, he was like, "Oh, that's the red wedding." I'm like, "That makes sense." Uh, Who even died in the last season? Was it just the uh, Lannister, the brother sister, queen lady? Yeah, she and died. Jamie died. Uh, the the eunuch died, mm-hmm. which again made no fucking sense. But okay, I think he would have also made a good king. Yeah, I mean, like I said, literally anyone other than who they picked. <laughs> Or if they they could have kept that same pick and like we said, just draw it out another season or two and further develop and explain what the fuck is going on. Mm. Have you watched um, any of the House of Dragons? Uh, I didn't finish it. I hadn't even started it yet. I watched four or five episodes. It's not good. I don't get why people like it so much. Really? Yeah. I, I feel kind of bad because that was like all of those shows kind of dropped at the same time. Like House of Dragons came out, and then the Rings of Power came out, and then the Star Wars and uh, Andor came out. Like I haven't watched Andor yet either. I haven't, I haven't either. I haven't watched Andor, I, and I haven't watched the Tales of the Jedi either. I've heard Andor is a really slow burn, but it just keeps building and building and building and getting better and better. And by the end, you're like, "What the fuck? This is the best Star Wars has ever been." That's that's what I've heard from several different people. Yeah, that's that's the same. That's the same that I got. I, I haven't watched it though, but mm-hmm. yeah, House of Dragon just was like, it felt like homework. Like, I was like, how many more minutes is left in this episode? (laughs) (laughs) It's just not good. Like, it makes no sense. The time skip makes no sense. Like, when they do the time skip, like, I don't, I don't know. It it just, again, was rushed and the writing wasn't great. You know, costumes and acting and CGI, all that stuff's fine. Other than, like, one dragon is a little, doesn't look cool, but whatever. But... Did Rings of Power was fucking awesome, which is crazy because yeah. everyone was saying how House of Dragons was great and Rings of Power is dumb. And I'm like, are you guys watching different shows? What? See, I heard the, I've heard the same thing about both of them that House of Dragons was meh and so was so was Rings of Power. Because did because I heard like it just they it, they canceled the next season of Rings of Power or, or something like that. Uh, like they're just not going to. I do don't it. think so. Maybe. I think they're still going. to... I don't know. It depends because. Uh, Amazon has a lot of money in it. They spent a billion dollars doing that first season. <laughs> well, my my problem with Rings of Power is the exact same problem that I had with the Halo show. And that was they took established lore and said, nah, we're not going to do that. See, that might be why I like it, because I don't know like anything yeah, about the lore. Then maybe so. As a standalone show, it was good. There was like one or two little things that bothered me, but that didn't ruin the whole show. Like... As like it was a beautiful show to watch. Mm-hmm. There was cool characters. There was a couple decisions the characters make that you're like, what? 
but like overall it was good. I think I think for me, you know, the the Lord of the Rings uh lore and the story like is is some of the best writing in in modern history. You know, yeah. to so to go in there and go, you know what? I'm going to tell it this way. Like you're just not going to compete. You know. Yeah. So, I was worried about it when they said that they didn't ask Peter Jackson for anything. They didn't consult really? him about anything. I was like, really? Well, let's see how your billion dollars gets spent. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that's one of the things I, I really loved about the Lord of the Rings series or the the um the the movies was that it, yeah. it, it, during the behind the scenes stuff, you could see various actors with a copy of whatever movie they were working on, you know, The Hobbit or The Two Towers, whichever book, and they were reading about, you know, their um reading about their character like Christopher Lee was um very serious about the way that character was portrayed and uh so was Ian McKellen and they're like we these these characters have to be a certain way. Oh yeah. Um, well, you could feel the passion from all of them and the directors and the art the uh, the art team like everyone, you could tell. Yeah. That that I would I would say that might be a difference between that and Rings of Power. Rings of Power just looks like how pretty can we make it? We have unlimited budget. Yeah, make it look good so we don't talk about how the, the writing of the show. Yeah. Oh, it's very pretty, but you know the acting and or the writing or whatever sucked ass. I don't know. I didn't see yeah. it, so I mean it could be really good. But, uh, you know. I'll I'll say Rings of Power like a six and a half out of ten, seven out of ten maybe. Okay. Uh, it's not like the best show ever. I'm not saying go watch it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying if you're wondering if you have nothing to watch and you want something to watch, then maybe, <laughs> maybe watch it. But uh, no, speaking of bad writing, though, I did want to talk about the worst movie I've seen in a long time. Okay, what's that? <laughs> I feel bad too because I saw Rob, our boy Rob, talking about it. Oh, didn't he just have a birthday recently? Yeah, I believe so. I think it was Rob. Let me look. Yeah. Are you What's gonna, up, Rob? Are you going to talk about the, uh, was it the menu? Is that yeah. What it is? I was, I was planning yeah. on watching it today, and then I got sidetracked, and then I just... All right. I'm going to tell you to watch it, and you're going to say why, but... Because <laughs> I want to see if maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Because I have a theory about why everyone thinks it's good. Because I've heard nothing but everyone praising and saying how good it is, including Rob. Yeah, I saw his post oh. talking about how he, how he loved the first, like... 30 minutes. Yeah, he was 30 minutes in and going, oh, I'm already loving it. And me at 30 minutes in, I was like, can we turn this off? (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking boring. Like, no spoilers. I'll just tell you the first like 20 minutes is establishing how rich and important all these people are. And you're like, I just don't care. They're talking about how expensive it was per plate to go to this place. And they're all douchey and getting on this private boat. And you're like, "I, I don't care about a single one of these characters. Like, <laughs> I'm already bored. Can we just get to the fucking place and eat the food or, or do the thing? Mm. Why are we having all this stupid, uh, boring chat between rich people? And, oh, my God, are you the whatever, whatever? Yeah, yeah, good for you. Like, <laughs> So just a super boring opening. Well, yeah. I, will, I will take it as homework for the week and try to watch it before the next episode. Yeah, you have to try and watch it. I'll, I'll, I'm wondering... I'll tell you my theory of why I think it's good, okay? okay? And then you can decide how to watch it. Okay. So my theory, so it has like this big twist or whatever. All right. But the t- the twist is revealed when you watch the trailer, I think. I haven't watched the trailer, I'm assuming. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming the the trailer shows you that oh, there it's like it's uh some shit happens, some shit goes down. 
It's not just rich, pompous people going to a dinner. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that because I didn't watch the trailer. Okay. I just watched it blind. I I just like, oh, Anya Taylor Joy is pretty good. You know, it's got some good actors and actresses yeah, in it. That's the chick from uh um the ch- uh, fuck Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. Yeah. I watch yeah. it because of her. Queen's Gambit was fucking amazing, by the way. But if you haven't watched that yeah, one. So you need to watch that one. Yeah, that's a must watch. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going in blind. I know nothing. So it's a slow opening. Uh, I I know like something must happen. There's no way it's just people go and go eat. That'd be boring as fuck. Okay. But then the stuff happens. But almost every single thing that happens, you see coming from like a mile away. Mm, okay. And I feel like that's part of the trailer. They show you like all these snippets, and so like it builds anticipation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. And I, I think I said this to Robin, then I deleted the post because I felt bad. I didn't want to make him feel bad for liking the movie so much. Why not? <laughs> I think I deleted Making it. Making Rob feel bad has been a passion of mine for over know, a decade. We've done it so much on the show, too. <laughs> and maybe I'll put it back up, or maybe he'll just listen to this and hear, hear what I have to say. But I okay. feel like watching the trailer ties you to the show because you're almost like the people going to experience the menu. Cause you're getting a taste and you're, you're like, Oh, I know this and this is going to happen. And Oh, that's going to be cool when that happens. And so like you're anticipating just like the people in the movie are anticipating all these great tastes and all these things that are going to happen because this fantastic menu they're about to eat. I feel like that's part of the trailer. I feel like that's almost a requirement for you to enjoy the show because the twists and like the writing are so fucking boring and stupid and you see coming and nothing shocks you. It has all these things that it does. You'll see when you watch it okay. has all these things that it does like, Oh, look how shocking it is. And you're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like it just from beginning to end, uh, it's just boring. <laughs> I didn't like it. I finished it and I was like, yeah, the acting was fine, but like the writing was not. So I looked up just for fun who, who wrote it. And it's two guys that have both written one thing before this. Oh. Neither of them big projects. So you're not doing a very so, good job in selling me on watching this. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess don't watch it or do. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. So that's why I'm saying you need to decide. Are you going to watch it cold like I did? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it completely cold. Like I, I will. Because I feel like if we, if I we really finish. feel like that's why so many people liked it. They saw the trailer, got hyped. Like my wife has been talking for months about. Oh, I can't wait till we can watch it. I can't wait till we can watch it. We finally did, and like, I only watched it because she wanted to. I knew nothing about it, and I feel like that was a mistake. But doesn't that make it a bad movie? Well, I mean, did you, uh, see, bad movie is such a is such a tough term to kind of like assign because there's a lot of bad movies out there that I really enjoy watching. Like, oh yeah, like the room. Yeah, like the room. <laughs> but, yeah, and I think that's a good example because on the you know outside of it just being bad, like it was fun to watch. Yeah, and, you know. So there, there. I guess there's like a difference between being bad and being bad. Mm. You know, and and I know that's you know that kind of sounds stupid, but you know. maybe I'm just biased too because the whole thing felt like just a pompous like jerk off fest for rich people. Even with all the stuff that happens, it still kind of felt like that. It just felt like this menu 
the movie called The Menu, and the, the this thing I'm supposed to devour is not for me. It's not part of my palate. <laughs> <laughs> it's for somebody else. <laughs> it's for a different palate. It's not for me. You know, and <laughs> I wish, and I know this is, uh, this might like affect my nerd card, but I cannot, for the life of me, get into Doctor Who. Like I, I I've can't. never watched it. I have tried and tried and tried, and this was. I don't get it. I don't I've watched it. clips. I've watched uh, the breakdowns of the doctors and the thing and that. I don't get it. Now, Again, was, that's not for my palate. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was years ago um, when we lived um, you know, out in the country. We had a big get together with some friends, and like they we had a we had a bunch of land, so everybody would come down and camp. And the weekend that everybody was coming down to camp, it ended up raining. So we all just hung out in the house and like watched TV all weekend together. And yeah. it was like Saturday or Sunday. They had, I think it was Sunday because it was like Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Sunday they had a Doctor Who marathon on, on the BBC. So and then like everybody, like uh, my wife and and all of our friends were like, oh my god, we're gonna sit and like watch Doctor Who together. This is gonna be so cool. And um, I was like, okay, you know, I've never, I'd never seen it at the time. You know, I didn't really know what it was. I was like, okay, I mean, sure. It, it, all of my friends seem to enjoy it. So, I mean, I, I, on the surface, I should like it. Mm. I was so fucking bored. <laughs> I, and, and I just felt so bad. I ended up like sitting and playing on my phone like the whole afternoon <laughs> because everybody was like sucked into to watching it. And, and I just... I just didn't get it, uh, you know. Then the the whole argument over who's the better who's the better doctor, and um, I just and I know I know Phil is like shaking his head and like judging me harshly because of it because I know he's a big Doctor Who fan, but I just I can't I I don't know what it is. It just just it just like I said, it's just not my palate. I mean, did it? Yeah. Now recording. No, you didn't. Oh it's fine. We'll cut, we'll cut in from the live. <laughs> it's fine. I thought you were. I thought you were a big Doctor Who fan. Maybe I was wrong. But oh. I, I cannot believe you forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> it's fine. We'll cut in. The... <laughs> oh. I just now realized. <laughs> it's fine. Do you want me to start? I can record the video and everything on my end. Yeah, we'll we'll just cut it in the. We'll take. The I mean, you'll you'll have to pull it. You'll have to pull it off the off of Twitch, or I can I can export it to you. If yeah, you we'll want. just have to get the VOD and all. We'll just do that. Okay, I can I can do that. Um, I like I said, I can I can actually record it locally. We either get the intro, That's or true. we get Craig. You got to pick. We get one or the other. I think I'd rather have. I think I would rather have Craig than I than I would. That, you know, and I love the intro. The intro is my favorite part about doing the podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. That's so so bad. <laughs> it's fine. That was that was a practice cut co- broadcast. Practice practice cast. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm not. <laughs> now that we've started streaming, you know, we can't do like uh, we used to do and be like, well, let's just start over and just like talk about the same things again and be as <laughs> just as surprised as we were. The first time. <laughs> yeah, we've done that a few times. We're like, oh shit. All right, we'll just act like don't just forget what I said about the thing. We're gonna talk about it again. <laughs> We would have we would have done a whole other improv scene. Oh yeah, everything fucking... would be completely different. No, <laughs> we might have skipped Game of Thrones. We 
<laughs> I liked Game of Thrones. It was fun. My, oh, um, man. Fucking season eight, though. Yeah. My mom <laughs> sent me a text earlier tonight, and uh, um, my mom is, my mom's a fairly, fair, she's fairly conservative, uh, religious type person, and um, she messaged me, and she goes, have, have you ever heard of the show House of Cards? And I was mm. like, yeah. And she's well, never watched it. And she goes, well, she goes, have you watched it? I was like, it's one of my favorite shows that's been made. Like, I really, really enjoyed House of Cards. And she's like, well, would I like it? I was like, mm-hmm. well, I mean. Isn't it super political and a lot of ties it, to. It, it is. It is super political. And that's not the part that really, like, bothered me is that it's the. Uh, there, there's a mild amount of sex and whatnot in it. So it's, it's hard, even though I'm an adult. Uh, to to tell my mom like oh yeah yeah you should totally watch it oh, I mean, you'll love that one scene yeah. where they're fucking on the car it's yeah, great right. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and it's and it's another show that had you know the final season was absolute dog trash because um when they were going into filming the final season um Kevin Spacey got in trouble you know and it all came out that he was like a sex offender abuser piece of shit person yeah all this stuff then they just dump him from yeah. the final season yeah they, just... they, yeah in between like in between seasons he had a heart attack and died and it was all oh, yeah. Nice. yeah so it was like <laughs> so you're watching this final season and you're just like i mean but they call out his character and be like oh Annie was a pedo and like all this <laughs> <laughs> but so the final season of that was like absolutely terrible and then it was i think it was like the first the first year of, of Trump's term, um, Kevin Spacey was would he would like ever so often put out these like videos of him that he made himself like doing the doing his character, the president from House of Cards, talking about Trump and he's he's in that character, you know, being that character yeah. and, and it was the one that's dead? Yeah. It was so <laughs> weird. I mean i mean he's weird enough as it is. But Yeah. So I mean, I liked House of Cards. I mean, if you like, you know, political shows, um, it was really, really good. Um, I think that you take uh, you take House of Cards and then you take West Wing, and there's like this is the good side of politics, and then over here, Game of Thrones is the bad, the bad side. The bad side of politics. So you know, both shows could be should be watched. If you're into, if you enjoy one, you should watch the other one just to see how a complete different interpretation. Especially House of Cards was written, uh, you know, after you know after the, the the Bush administration, after after politics got really shitty, it was like you're either with us or you're against us type politics. Whereas yeah. you know West Wing was written, you know, before that era, so things were like it was like a simpler, happier time. West Wing, that's not the one that like most of the show is in the airport, is it? No, 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 no. That's a different show, that's right? That's a completely different show. I'm not sure what the show hell am I thinking of. I have no clue. Uh, that's what I always think of when people say West Wing. I go, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I remember that show on TV all the time. <clears throat> the no. people in the airport. No, this this was it was uh, it was uh, a show about a the, the president being like he's like the the president that you want every president to be. You know, he's highly ethical. You know, of extreme morals. Um, the, he's like lawful good type person mm. uh oh yeah and it feels says you're just talking about wings yeah that was a show no, that, that was a show that was like in the nine or like in the 90s and it was based in no i just in looked up it's not wing oh wait no maybe it is wings it's like two brothers or i can't remember the premise of it 
No, yeah, that is it. Is it his wings? Because it had the dude from uh, what's his nuts? He plays the super. Uh, what's that show called? <laughs> I don't know. I can't even remember what the syndrome's called. What's the syndrome called where you got to touch everything and you got to do everything a specific way? Uh, obsessive compulsive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OCD? OCD. Uh, he, he plays in that. And he was also in Wings. No clue. I have no clue. And yeah, we did. Man, just I'm just watch forgetting the everything. Show, the shit political show two days ago, their duty. Man of the Year. I don't remember if I watched mm. that one or not. Isn't that the TV show that he did? Uh, I haven't watched that. Mm-mm. Honestly, when it comes to political stuff like that, I've really only watched House of Cards and um, and West Wing. Yeah, I don't really watch political stuff. I don't watch cop shows. I don't watch. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of stuff. Um, I'm weird. I feel like that's that's the problem too. I I like all the stuff that everyone else doesn't like, and I'm not into the thing that everyone likes. I'm excited. I don't know if it's if it's streaming yet or not, um, but they're they're bringing back or not really bringing back, but they're doing a spinoff of um, Night Court, and it's like Night, which was a show back in the nineties. Um, what Night in Night Court? In Night Court, I think it was um, John Lithgow. Night Court, um, like with Judge Judy? No, no, it was a it was a show about. See, I only really only watched. Uh, some of it when I was a kid and I didn't fully understand it, but it was literally about a, a, a court that operated at night and, um, no, it starts at 17th. Okay. Um, but I saw, how do you know, yeah. <laughs> do you know Phil? <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw it. Tra- like, I've been counting down the day as a market every morning. Well, I saw One a more day to night court. <laughs> I saw a trailer for it, uh, a day or two ago and it oh, was, damn. it was picking up, there's 193 episodes of Night Court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. It, it was really, I mean, I know it was really good and it, was, it had a lot of praise and and it was incredibly, um, it was John Larroquette. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, it's, it's. Huh. I, I'm going to watch it because I, I never really watched the original, not within, within the context of being an adult, like where I could understand it. Is this supposed to be like a comedy take on lawyers and judges and stuff? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, it's. It's it's definitely com- comedy um, with a little bit of drama, but it's definitely it's meant to be a comedy. It's meant to be a sitcom, you know, a throwback to the you know nineteen ninety four to two thousand four era sitcom when hmm. TV when TV was good. Yeah, there was a lot of good TV on back in the day. Now it's fucking all shit. Well, I think the- I didn't watch that Mister Smiley or what? What was that one that Jim Carrey just did too? I didn't realize he's done anything recently. Yeah, Duty Bound reminded me of it with his explanation of a man of the year. It's one where Jim Carrey plays like a version of uh, he he's doing like a kid show, but it's all it shows like the behind the scenes of things that actually happen. Is it kidding? This might be it. Yeah, kidding. Hmm. No, I I've been like really bad like not watching stuff here lately. You know, if I if I have time to watch something, I end up watching something I've seen like a million times. Um, oh, yeah, that's what I do because I'm so afraid that I'm be because I'm like, all right, I have an hour, I can finally watch something. I got some time. I don't want to waste it watching something that's bad. Yeah. So I try to watch something good. <laughs> well, so I watch what I know is good. For me, with like uh, 
Heather was out of town all last week uh, on a um, a trip to D.C. for uh, her master's program. So I had like the yeah. whole house to myself. My, my daughter went and stayed at my at my mom's for the week because they're they were they're still out of school for winter break. So it was just literally just like me and the dog and the cat and the snakes, and that was it. And nice. I was like, oh, I can sit and watch these shows or these movies that I know Heather wouldn't be interested in watching, and I can just sit down and watch them. No. Most of the time, I would like, if I was upstairs watching TV, I'd have like Family Guy going in the background or Archer. <laughs> and like, that's it. Yeah. And I just, I've been like so bad. And I, I guess I've gotten burned on some of the, some of the shows and movies that have come out here lately. Um, that it's just like, I, I'm like you, like, I don't want to take a chance of you know, ruining what little bit of time I've got watching something that I don't know if it's going to be good or not. Yeah. So you watch the classics or so, so, sometimes I'll do what you do too. Just turn on the background for background noise. Yeah. Malcolm in the Middle is a great one for that. Mm, I haven't really watched that. I can't tell you how many times I've rewatched Malcolm in the Middle, really? but not even been watching it. Just had it on. Avatar is another good one for that. No, not the not fucking the movie oh, James you're Cameron talking, Avatar. You're talking the, the <laughs> yeah, I'm talking <laughs> the Last Airbender. That's that's something I never got into either. I never um, uh, Avatar, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, that's, I just never really, never really got into it. A lot of friends. I've never seen Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. But it Avatar's had, a weird one because it's like barely an anime. It's more of a cartoon. Everyone always says it's an anime. I'm like, it's not really an anime though. It's a cartoon. I it's think, missing so many of those cliche things that most animes have. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. As far as I'm concerned, if it, you know, if it's made in America, it's a cartoon. If it's made in Japan, it's anime. That's it. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that, 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 that's that's it for me. But I'm not that big on anime anyway. I mean, the only anime that I watched growing up, just because of our limited television capabilities, was uh, I watched Sailor Moon. But I mean, I didn't I've even, never seen that either. I didn't even realize it was anime until I was older. I'm like, oh, that's anime. I'm like, it was just you a, watch an anime. <laughs> yeah, it was just a cartoon that came on before Power Rangers. That's it. <laughs> that, was, that was that was the only reason why I was there. Oh. I just like good stuff with good writing, but it's so hard to find anymore. Yeah. Every, everything seems like they focus way more money on the CGI and the, all that, uh, all that shit instead of the writing. It's like, well, I think that we're in a, we're in an era now where everything is streaming. Everything is, um, you know, everybody has the ability to put out content. So there's just this constant battle of like, you have to wade through so much content to be able to find things that are good. And, yeah, that's true. And oh, speaking of animes that aren't animes, did you watch uh, Invincible? Never even heard of it. Oh my god, I can't wait for the second season. That's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's got J.K. Simmons, Mark Hamill's in it, uh, Seth Rogen, Stephen Yoon is the main guy. And it's an anime. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a cartoon. <laughs> Same difference. Uh, it's. You've seen The Boys, right? Yeah. Okay, it's basically the animated version of that. Superheroes, but shit gets real. Hmm, okay. And, you know, J.K. Simmons is the fucking... the Yeah, that's the superhero show. Invincible's really good. Shit goes down. It's not a regular... Yeah, the very bloody one. That's the one. Duty Bound's seen it. <laughs> the very bloody one. It's really good. It... it it might take an episode or two for you to get like wrap your head around. Just just imagine while you're watching it, it's the animated boys. Even though there is also an animated version of the boys, 
Okay. Well, I'll take your word yeah, for it. it. It'll probably it's go like, on the, it'll go on the list of things they, I'll probably never watch. Yeah, well, it might happen. I mean, and not, it's like the it's, it's like they took the dead the Deadpool approach, you know how let's make superheroes really adult. Well, just like the boys that. did, just like Deadpool. Yeah, it's very very gory, Rebel. <laughs> it's great though. Super good. Can't wait for the second episode or season of that. Yeah, the the one episode, the one thing that he does. Oh fuck, so good. All right, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I thought we talked about that before. Maybe not. Mm, not not that I can recall. But then again, this is episode ninety. Need, yeah, I needed to point you never that. know. We could have. Plus, there was a good year and a half between some episodes and another year and a half between some more episodes. <laughs> I think give us credit. This is the most consistent we've been in six, seven, eight years. I haven't seen Violent Night, Phil. I'm uh, I'm undecided on it. I like him as an actor, but like I don't know. My I don't like I don't like gore when they just throw it in to just be gory. Yeah. Just to have it, Invincible doesn't feel like that. Invincible does get gory, but it feels like they're just actually showing you what so many cartoons and stuff would hide. You know, and just have a pow or like an explosion of dust and not show you. The movie about the three kids find an alien ship meter and they all got telekinesis when our murders ramp. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, fuck. I forget what it's called. That one is pretty good. If it's the one I'm thinking of. Nope. It's bad. That one's pretty good. See, my, my whole problem with like superhero movies, like why I don't really like Marvel movies, because they all follow the exact same story loop. They're all the same movie, just reskinned. Mm. And that was always my problem, too, with, like, I never was into Scooby-Doo as a kid because it was the same exact thing. It's like, all right, the first or second guy that you showed me that's not a part of the group was the monster. Next episode, thank you. <laughs> like, 99% of the episodes, it was either the first or second guy that was introduced in that episode was the monster. <laughs> I think Scooby-Doo was what ruined cop shows for me because they, they follow the same fucking formula. That's why I don't <laughs> like cop shows either. They go start questioning people, and it's either the first or second person that they start questioning was actually the guy. <laughs> I never really watched much in the way of cop shows. Um, Heather Heather's big into Criminal Minds. She really liked that show, and it's not a bad show. I mean, they they do bring in um, they bring in like various uh, actors to play the bad guys. So you know, there's been like Mandy Patinkin's in it. Yeah, it, he's. It's well worth watching, and that just just for him. No, um, no. <laughs> but no, I will say they had. Um, uh, there was like there was a, a series of episodes where Mark Hamill plays like the the bad bad guy, the ultimate bad guy that the in t- Criminal Minds. In Criminal Minds, and he plays hmm. he plays an excellent excellent bad guy. Um, well, he's just a fucking amazing yeah. actor. His, he was he was genuinely scary in. In that, uh, in his, during his time of of Criminal Minds, and um, he's such a good actor. He's one of those people that'll be in something, and you had no idea it was him. Yeah, uh, especially if he voice acts, you'd have no idea it's him. It sounds like a completely different person. Yeah. He is that character. Yeah, like, and then you like you'll see him at one of the comic cons, and they're like, "Oh, do the Joker," and then he does it, and you see him do the voice, and you're like, "Yeah, wow, yeah." Well, I, I, I didn't watch Black Panther 2. I haven't watched I 90% w- of the Marvel movies that are out, Duty Bound. I've seen the main Avenger movies, and that's it. I haven't watched any Iron Man, haven't watched any of the Captain Americas. I've seen the first Black Panther. Yeah, 
was okay, I guess. I watched I watched most of the the Marvel movies um up to Endgame with the exception of I've never seen uh Thor the Age of Ultron. I've not seen that one. Um I hadn't I have not I didn't I haven't, I haven't seen, seen any of the Thors. Um I haven't seen the new Thor. Like I'm just like I don't care. Um Yeah. That's how I am. And then uh, I never, I've not watched the Black Panther movies, either one of them. You know, maybe it's because I'm racist. I, I don't know. I just didn't, I just don't have an interest in them. Yeah, um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. <laughs> right, but you know, for me, I watched, I watched the ones of the of the characters. Yeah, Thor: The Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, um, <laughs> it's something like that. I don't know what it's called. I don't know, I know that's I not just, it, yeah, but <laughs> I, just think, I don't know what it is. I don't care. Um. Like I, said, I didn't watch the I haven't watched the new Thor. Um, I didn't watch the Eternals. Uh, I think that was, that was a TV show though. Um, I, think. I didn't watch that either. Doesn't uh, have uh, didn't have Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie in, it. in it. Yeah. I didn't watch yeah, who that. Could, not worth it. You know, the only ones I cared about is I liked I liked the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movies because they were funny and they were lighthearted and and whatnot. Um, I liked those. Heather's big into Iron Man because she loves Robert Downey Jr. So we've watched all of those. Um, and then I've watched to me, they're all they all follow the same like script as kid shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were based off the the the, the, the comics. They're kid shows that adults watch. Yeah. That's why I'm not into it. It's not like there's not a lot of character development going on. There's not a lot of plot twists. There's not a lot of like excellent writing. They're just I don't know. Well, they they were definitely they were definitely like a a template movie. Like yeah. here, here's your template. Like you said, skin it however you want to skin it. But here's here's your template. Um, now I have watched the Spider-Man the movies because I Spider-Man's oh, my favorite. Well, I like Spider. I haven't seen the newest one. No, you should. Which I need to because Andrew Garfield's in it. And yeah. He's like in my top three favorite actors of all time. It so. was it that one was really fun. Um, you know, because it, it had been like hinted at for a number of years, and then it was basically leaked that it was happening. But like nobody was going to confirm that it was happening. Yeah, when well, they him and Toby kept saying no. Oh no, no! You know it was it was always like like every time somebody would ask him about it, they'd be like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I need to watch it. You need to watch it. It was fun. Um, it was it was exactly it was it was exactly what you would want. Like, is it template? Absolutely. Um, but it was kind of what you wanted. Um. As that the, makes sense. Well, as, see, that's what I, I I can get why people like them. It's because it's your hero or whatever that you grew up with doing cool things, and you get to see more of their universe. Right. And I loved the, um I loved the Venom. That's why I like watching Star Wars shit. I'm not saying all the Star Wars movies are good, but I fucking watched them all. I haven't watched Andor yet. I'm going to. But that's why I watch it because I want to expand on that universe and see my favorite characters doing their favorite things. We won't talk about the Halo show because that was god awful. I'm not gonna watch it. But. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I mean, and they they had all of they had all of the elements. They had an actor that was like the, he's a, he's an excellent master chief. Um, they had the other characters that were you know every like all of the, it was like you're given all of the ingredients to make a really good dinner, but it they nobody gave you the recipe of like how how to cook what, when, and how, what temperature. Yeah, they give you all the fancy ingredients yeah. and then you didn't know how to throw them together. Yeah. And then... <laughs> so they just, they just like, well, I guess this works. And, and yeah. that's what it felt like. And I was, was just, I was so... You made, you made like a grilled cheese and they're like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, it's pretty good though, right? <laughs> Try it. And you're like, no, what the... Yeah. Wait, I, I, 
what happened to the duck that we gave you? Yeah. Well, I, I used the duck fat to cook the grilled cheese on. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. But it's, I, was, I was so let down. And I mean, I get why they did it. They wanted to tell a story that nobody knew was coming. But then on the flip side, the, the those of us that read the Halo books is such yeah. a, a such a small percentage of people that play the game that you could have um you could have told the story from the books and like ten percent of the Halo community would have been like oh I I know exactly what's happening next. But you know yeah. and they and then of course you know they brought in people that had never played the games. Well they never played it. the game yeah. or read the books. Yeah so it's like they who knew cares? nothing about it. It's it's the same problem that I had with the way they completely changed the Star Wars universe after Disney bought it. They did they did it for the same thing. Oh, we want to tell yeah. our own story. We don't want to, you know, tell something that's already been told. I'm like, once again, the majority of people that enjoy these never have read these books. You can you're yeah. going to fucking surprise them. Yeah, Contact Harvest would have been God damn, that one was good. Um well, see, they Disney the Forerunner the trilogy. The problem with that's Marvel, the problem with Marvel, and what I'm really worried—that's why I kind of haven't watched Andor yet, even though I really want to again because I love Star Wars. But I'm so worried that they're starting to pump out even more. I'm, they're they're doing the exact opposite of what James Cameron has done with Avatar. Okay, and I'm not saying I like James Cameron or Avatar. I'm just saying it's successful. And the yeah. difference is he releases one. He's got the Half Life. The same thing that Half-Life does. We're going to release one of these motherfuckers every 20 years, and it's going to make us multi-billion dollars. We're going to make all our profit off of the one that we release, and then we'll do another one another 20 years. Let me ask Whereas you. Disney was like, how many of these fuckers can we put out? They're doing the Call of Duty approach. Let's put out as many as possible, make as much money on each one. If one flops, fuck it, go to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. How many people do you know, you personally know, Either you know them in, in in offline or online that has seen Avatar. The new one? Yeah. One person? I can't name a single person that I know for sure has watched Avatar. I don't buy this. Oh, it's made a billion and a half dollars. Who the fuck has watched it? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Like, I, I haven't watched it. I don't know. I, mean, I think all the people that okay, are buying buying it. up all, buying up all the Apple products. Yeah. <laughs> mm. say, I've I've not heard. I mean, I haven't really heard anybody talking about Avatar. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've I'm maybe it, I mean I know not, one person in real life, and then I know like a handful online yeah. that have said they've seen it. I've heard good things, but also like. I don't remember the first one at all. I get it, and he's building this expanding universe and all this stuff, and he's already talking about the third one is going to have like fire, Navi, or, or something like. I've, I, I, for me, I I remember watching the first one. I've seen it a number of times, and it's good. Like, I mean, it's a cool story, but do I care about the the Navi the the long term existence of this franchise? No. Well, to me, I also don't. Which I'll give credit to James Cameron. He has somehow built a universe out of. Phil mentioned Jar Jar a minute ago. We're going to talk about him. But imagine if you were like, instead of Star Wars, George just focused on the Jar Jar. What are their people called? The Gungans. The Gungans. What if he just made a movie about the Gungans underwater? I'd watch it. That's basically what Avatar is to me. Okay. 
And then you're like, you're talking about, I'm going to make four or five of these motherfuckers. You're like, all on the Gungans? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One would be okay. Like, give me a, yeah. you know, give me a story. That's what I'm saying. The like first one seemed cool. I don't see how he's getting three, four more of those fuckers out of the same exact thing. Well, see, for me, I, I appreciate what he's done for cinematography and film and like, I know that he had to invent technology to do the things that he wanted oh, yeah. to do. No, I've seen CGI cool. that looks amazing. Yeah. It looks really good. I just don't care. I, I've I heard it's good, care. but I, yeah, I'm not excited for it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it when I can watch it for free. Yeah. When it, when it hits whatever streaming service that it hits. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll watch I'll it just because I don't like I don't like James Cameron as a person. I'm not going to support. You guys have already supported him. He has 1.5 billion fucking dollars. What, why don't you like James Cameron? I've heard a lot of negative things about him. He's, I think he's one of those people that got too successful too fast, and now he's just a weirdo and he's kind of an asshole to everyone. Okay, I'll give you that. He's a, he's a real elitist. Like, no, I, I'm the shit, and you're like, all right, chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the same reason I don't like Tom Cruise. He's like, I'm the shit, and I know I'm the shit. I'm like, bro, all right, you need to settle down. <laughs> Have you heard like there's there's been some like crazy shit going down in the Church of Scientology right now. I don't follow it. Oh, you should. <laughs> are they on Twitter? <laughs> I think they probably are. Um, but you should uh, the which that's the religion that that Tom Cruise follows and a number you know big celebrities follow it and it's a it's a weird religion that basically says um, there is a spaceship that is going to be coming to take everybody to back to the planet where everything started and. Um, it's based, but then on the, but then in reality, it's nothing but a Ponzi scheme. They have all of these like um, books and audio lessons and video lessons that you have to like go and watch or read or listen to to understand your um, understand the religion, and you have to pay for them. And it's ridiculous amounts of money to pay for them. And the more money, yeah, and you gotta you you can't know that secret until you hit the next level of support. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> and it's it's all about the the only people that can go back to whatever the planet is are people that are called clear people, and the clear people are basically yeah, people of complete pure con or pure uh, purity of soul, purity of consciousness. Um, but don't you have to get there by donating like a yes. million dollars or some shit? Right. Yeah, yeah. You you can the way it works is you can either go through the process of taking you know, taking these classes and and doing all of these things, or you can just pay a bunch of money and, and get there anyway. And they mm. do have, they have their detention centers. Um, I was a big anti-Scientology person for a long time. I still am. Um, but they, the, the families that are like deep into Scientology, um, they live in communities that are Scientology communities. Um, and they have, um, they have basically an academy that the kids go go to that you go through the ranks of growing up in the in the in the yeah. church and it's it's abusive what they do to the kids they separate them separate them from their parents and say oh if you want to see your parents uh, you have to you got to donate a thousand dollars or you you, or you <laughs> have to you have to act this certain way you have to be this certain way and it's it's absolutely terrible I have no respect for Tom Cruise and and everybody no, I don't get how he supports all that stuff oh I mean he's uh, I don't get uh, I followed, um, oh, I can't remember her name. She was on the King of Queens TV show. Um, she was the wife. Uh, name check? No, I can, yeah, Google it. Because as soon as you're like, oh, it's her. Um, 
Terry Hefferman? No, no, the wife. From oh, that's her name on the show. Yeah, Hold the, on. The, the actress. Um, Leah Remini? Yeah, Leah, Leah Remini. Uh, thank you, Phil. Yeah, whatever. Um, she left the church and has been doing a lot of like, um, she's openly against them. And left the church? You can't do that. Phil yeah. just said you can't do that. Well, they, they follow. So her. Phil's a liar. <laughs> they, they they follow her. They they've hired private investigators to just basically like yeah. stalk her and, uh, and uh, stuff like that. It's some wild shit. They like I don't know. All cults are fucking weird. This is it's just it's just scarier when a cult has a lot of money. They have <laughs> they have a tremendous amount of money. That's like that thing that uh that that documentary Wild West Country on uh on Netflix. Yeah. Wild Wild Country, sorry, on Netflix about the uh, guru that they bought up a city in Oregon and they were spending like all these millions of dollars and like he had all these followers and stuff. They had like a sex cult there Mm -hmm. and like he had all these followers and they, with all this money, they're building their own town and they started like poisoning people of the town close by because they were trying to get him out of there. Like it just fucking, it's that whole, Do your cult shit out in the woods by yourself. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's the thing is when it comes to Oregon, like outside of outside of the the coastal area and Portland and that area, everything from like that line west, it is out in the woods. There's nothing fucking there. I mean, when when I was out there and and, and was working out there and I met a lot of people, I was shocked at how you have from like Portland west is yeah. very, very liberal, very progressive, the typical what you think of as like that West Coast politics type people. And then as soon as you leave Portland to the east, it's it's no different than living here. I mean it's just it's just Appalachia with bigger trees. Uh it, it's it's yeah. some it's some wild shit. And especially if you keep going east out of out of Oregon and you get into like Idaho, where you can still homestead in places in Idaho. Which like there's there's places and land that's never been bought up that's not literally no one owns the government just kind of has control of it and you can go and build your house out there and homestead where they it's a program where you build your home and they give you like twenty acres and it's yours as long as you're living hmm. there um, it was big in like the the eighteen hundreds as the the expansion west but it's it still exists out there it's, it's some weird uh, it's shit. crazy how much empty land we still have in America oh yeah you yeah. Know? If you steal enough land, you're going to have empty land for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that whole area hey, is super cultish. I mean, that's where uh, Ruby Ridge was, which was the lead up to um, it was another Ruby Ridge was an, was basically a guy, his family that lived in this property, and he got tied in with some white supremacists, and oh, the government got involved, and there was a government standoff. It was real, it was before Waco, Texas, but it was basically like Waco, but you know, in the north. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Like it's still super super unpopulated up there. Hmm. So yeah, they're going off on a complete random tangent. No, I know, and I wanted to talk about Jar Jar to tell Phil how wrong he was. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jar Jar. You know. Okay, here's the thing about Jar Jar. Uh, George is brilliant because Jar Jar is necessary. To make those movies work, mm-hmm. Jar Jar works because he's such a controversial character. Most people are gonna hate him, and then you're gonna have your outliers that fucking love him because he's so annoying. Mm-hmm. 
he, he's like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. We all kind of united around hating fucking Joffrey. And then you had a few people that said, I don't know, though. He's he's supposed to be king and rule like that. <laughs> well, the, the thing with Jar Jar is you have to remember the context that the original trilogy or the or the, the prequel trilogy was written in. And George Lucas was very, very like clear about this. And he, and he said, I created these movies for my kids. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't create them for your, you know, for your fanboys that you know grew up in the uh, that that came of age in the '90s and now are watching, you know, this as as you know young adults. Um, this was meant to be a kid show. I made this for children to enjoy, and that's what Jar Jar was. He was the mm-hmm. the funny comic relief. He was no different than the comic relief, the cringy comic relief that C three PO was in the original trilogy. It was cringy. Yeah. It was comic relief. That's what it was for. Um, well, and you know Jar Jar worked because how many years later and that's still everyone talks about fucking Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. And and I love the fact that if you if you watch and really pay attention to the storyline, it's Jar Jar's fault that Palpatine rose to power. Oh yeah. You Everything's know? fucking Jar Jar's fault. I mean it was, yeah, it wasn't just you know, it wasn't just the issues on Naboo that was that had that That's was why I love the the, the theories that he's fucking a Sith? on the Sith side on, <laughs> undercover. Yeah. Oh, me so so stupid. Oh, <laughs> fuck up again. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I I like Jar Jar, and I grew up when I was. I feel like I was right on the upper edge of the target audience for the for for the prequel for that. Because <laughs> um, I was. Let's see, the first one came out, when did the, was it come out, 99? 90, the first of the yeah, prequels? Yeah, episode one. Did it come out in? Somewhere around like 2000. Uh, I don't know, let me look. Phantom Madness, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I also Googled earlier something that made me really upset. Well, it, shouldn't make, it didn't make me upset. It should make Amazon upset. Uh, so I get why they spent a billion dollars on Rings of Power because 250 million of that was for the rights, but that means they spent 750 million. That's three quarters and like of the CJ is good. Uh, 115 million, and it made 1.02 billion at the box office. I mean, that's and a, it came out May 16th, 99. Okay, so it was 1999. So I was 13. Yeah, I was 13 when. Um, when episode one came out. So I was like right on I was the, 11. Yeah. I was like right on the edge of the target. And audience. not being for you. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's a kid show. It was a kid. Yeah. It was a kid show. It was a kid's movie. Um, but I really enjoyed it and it wasn't until I was, I tried rewatching them. They're not good. No. Well, the first, <laughs> the first one's not good. It's not, it's not, the acting is subpar at best. Um, yeah, well, and there's weird plot points that make no sense. There's been so many memes making fun of, like when they're in the pit, and like the clone dude is with the main bad guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, what do you think the clone army is for? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, episode three is is my favorite of all the Star Wars movies. Like, it, oh yeah, it really it shows. I mean, I love I love the story of Anakin Skywalker, and I love his fall from his fall from grace and everything that wrapped up into him becoming Darth Vader. Um, and basically how he alienated himself from everyone, uh, thinking that he was doing the right thing to protect everyone when he was really harming everyone in the process. And I, I just, 
I liked that story. And I catch a lot of flack for that, for that one being my favorite, but, um, yeah. That you one, wouldn't like you wouldn't like which one's my favorite then. What's your favorite? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've said it here before on the show. I feel like I'm probably in the minority. Okay. Let's look. Here are the results. I tried to look up a uh, a Star Wars fan survey of what everyone's favorite is. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is like the the most. It's it's supposed to be like the best of all the Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. That's the show. That's the show. Oh, this is shows because Mandalorian, Clone Wars. This isn't the movies. Fucking worthless survey. <laughs> I, I loved, don't want the shows. I loved episode. Oh, three. I I typed show. I'm an idiot. My bad. No, that'll do <laughs> <No> it. <peace. laughs> I typed show. All right. Uh, so my favorite is episode seven. See, episode seven is just a reskin of episode four. I know. But the thing is, it's my favorite because of that. It only works by seeing the previous ones. Without having that nostalgia feel, mm-hmm. it, it basically took all the greatness of those, but updated with better graphics. Because right, it's, the same, fucking, it's the same fucking oh, movie. It's, it's a exact, reskin. It's the exact same movie. And yeah. I was so... Yeah, Jade, JJ was like, oh, let's do that fucking shit. Let's do that. <laughs> and that, that's what really bothered me. It was like, this was supposed to be completely new, and it's just telling the same story, but with a girl. And yeah, no, I, and, and, and I, love I, I love it, though. I've watched it so many fucking times because of that, because it tickles, it it does all the same stuff that that movie does, but updated and easier to watch. I I still, to this day don't fully understand the the anti ray results here we go the anti ray hate where everybody's like oh. so empire strikes back by far yeah it's every it's supposedly that's everyone's favorite it's not even the, it's not one of my favorites it's, it's by far the next it's not even close a new hope is the second and it's under half of the amount of votes mm-hmm. i'm looking at imdb by the way yeah and then episode 3 is next yeah see episode 3 is my favorite I just I love I love watching. Well, of course I that's love, the Duel of the Fates one and everything, right? Uh, no, Duel of Fates was from the was from Phantom Menace. Second one, oh. the first one. I thought first one. Yeah, no the the um the big thing for episode three was it was the the first battle between Obi Wan and Anakin, and you know it's it was a battle of not just a battle of not just physical capabilities, but it was an emotional battle. Uh, it was a huh. spiritual battle. Like I mean, it was you know the anguish of of Obi-Wan when he you know, beats Anakin is like, you are my brother. You know, it, it, you could just, you could feel the pain. You understood, um, everything that he was going through. And it, and it puts, it puts episode four into a completely different, you know, shows it in a completely different light, you know, understanding yeah. when you meet Obi-Wan or Ben Kenobi in, in episode four. And you just kind of see, I mean, he was the crazy old wizard. That was what it, it, Luke's uncle you know, said. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And, and then you go back and you watch episode three. You don't even have to really watch episodes one and two. You just have to watch episode three. And I might need to watch that because I don't remember it. Yeah. I tried rewatching episode one and two and I was like, eh. Other than like the pod race, which is dope as fuck. Eh. The rest is like, I, I like it, but I, it's not something I want to rewatch. Uh, episode one, I was really mad. I did not like episode two. I think it was... I, the the writing the acting like everything about it just there's just wasn't Off. good. Um, 
Maybe that's when George, maybe he's putting all his focus in three. And yeah. then after that, he's like, I'm fucking out. And then <laughs> in episode three, yeah, you should go back and watch episode three and, and watch it. It has, um, it has my favorite interaction between uh, Anakin and Emperor Palpatine, where Palpatine tells him the story about Darth Plagueis. And he's like, hey, he's... Oh, that's how you learn about Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yep. Yeah, it was in that, that, that interaction, that, that scene is my favorite scene in all of Star Wars. Is like Palpatine is is planting the seeds of doubt, uh, you know, in Anakin's mind with the Jedi, and uh, that there, is, you know, Anakin is so wrapped up and and concerned about uh, Padme dying, and yeah. that's you know it, that's the trigger that that Palpatine uses to um, yeah to to finish to finish converting him. him. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I absolutely loved it. Um, the worst part of Episode Seven. Not because his acting, his acting is amazing, but Andrew Driver. <laughs> Andrew Driver's amazing actor, but I, that's not what I was expecting for Kylo Ren. I was really disappointed by Kylo Ren. Oh, I was Adam expecting Driver. him to be Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. Yeah, I've watched. I was expecting to be so much cooler, but like, I I like now that I've kind of there's been some time for like all three of those movies to kind of like ferment and kind of get to understanding them. I really liked his whiny emo character that he played. Well, Yeah. I didn't expect that going in now watching it. Now I know that's his whole thing. He's the, you know, he didn't get daddy or mommy's attention. They're all too busy. Yeah. And his one attention he did get, you know, Luke messed up. And then, so he's the, you know, emo fucking leader (laughs) of the dark side. (laughs) And that's, that's something that has, that will forever and always bother me about the sequel trilogy is I, there isn't a word in the English language to describe how angry I was at the way they treated Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I, I hated it. I hated it. And which one? It. All of them? All of them. All of them. <laughs> I, I hated it. He wasn't even in seven, was he? I don't think he was till no, the last yeah, was two like seconds. Very, yeah, he was at the very end. I hated yeah. the idea that he, you know, failed so horribly that he would run he just away. Left. That he just left. You know, because it, there's, it, for me, Luke Skywalker is my favorite Star Wars character. Like, he's, he is the epitome of good guy. There's lawful good. Um, everything about him is to do good. And yeah. the idea that he made a mistake, in which I understand, okay, he did, you know, he made the gravest mistake possible. Um, but to turn around and leave, for me, I'd be like, that's not Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker would be nah. going out and trying to atone for his for his for his failure, because that was the that was the whole thing. Is like, you, you should always, if you need to, first you don't succeed, try again. That's that's the whole mantra of being a Jedi is is trying to do good. And yeah, unless he's just trying to be like Yoda, which I get that's why he, they tried to explain it away and went, oh, he went like Yoda. He wanted to go be by himself and see if he could. <laughs> yeah. And, and Wayne, I, and I, I get that. And he's absolutely the hero and he does redeem himself in the end. And, and, and I understand it. And, and I've. You don't have to do that to him. He could have still been badass without yeah, I just, being a hermit on an island by himself. You know, I, I hated I, for for me. This is 100 percent personal for my absolute favorite Star Wars character to just be so down and hard on himself yeah. that, you know, he's just, he be, he becomes Eeyore. 
you know, that's that's kind of okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how I see it. I'm like, that's not what I want. Hi, Ray. I'm just drinking blue milk over here. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> that, that's like I don't I don't care like I don't care about the. I mean, I won't put it like that. Like, I don't like the hate that Ray gets throughout the entire. You know, everybody's like, oh, she's a Mary Sue, and she's not a real Jedi. She didn't get real training. Fucking Luke Skywalker went to like a weekend camp. To become a to become <laughs> yeah, a Jedi with a with a fucking frog yeah. hanging out of a swamp. I mean, he wasn't there very long. I mean, you you go back yeah. and you watch. You go back. And you I get watch. that it's implied in the movie. It happens overnight that she becomes a master, but you never know. What well, doesn't matter? Even mm-hmm. if, even if she did do it overnight, like I said, Luke was gone for like a week at the most. But yeah. and then you and then you go back and you watch the prequels and you see that you see Anakin's growth over what was it ten years from episodes one to episode three. And you see yeah. him become this Jedi, and there's all this work that gets put into it, and you know you see the 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 young children, the the younglings, and that it it takes a lifetime to become a Jedi, and then we don't talk yeah. about that, but then we see Luke become a Jedi. You know, he goes to like a weekend well, seminar. Luke figures it out fast as fuck too. Yeah, and I mean maybe that's because he's the chosen one. He is the one, or 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 what have you. Um, but then you turn around and you, you, you nobody questions that. Nobody cares. That you know, Luke just becomes a Jedi over a weekend seminar. Like he pays like the three hundred dollars for the weekend seminar, and he gets the certificate to be <laughs> he goes a Jedi. So the Scientology, yeah. fucking <laughs> detention center. <laughs> so, and then it's so like nobody questions that. And then you turn around and you look at Ray. You're like, well, Ray didn't yeah, have any training. Like, Ray didn't do it either. <laughs> yeah, neither did fucking Luke. I, I hate that. Like I, I, that makes me. Um, or yeah, maybe it is that just fucking easy. <laughs> maybe it is for maybe like uh, maybe to master like the good side and just force and use the lightsaber and just sense. Maybe that's easy because all the dark siders have all the other focus of like let's do lightning and do this and that and mind control. And they're doing so much more. Like I don't know. Well, let's say, and, and that's and that's that's kind of my point, Wayne. Is like Luke isn't the chosen one, and he. Becomes a, he becomes a Jedi over the course of, you know, a very short period of time. Like, I'm not sure, like, what the actual implied amount of time that he was with Yoda. But it, it wasn't that long, you know, because they split off from Hoth. He goes to see Yoda, and yeah. they, go to, they go to Bespin, and shit goes south at Bespin, and he leaves Yoda and to go to Bespin. So, I mean, it couldn't be more than just a few days at the most. I don't know. And, 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 and then we turn around and then that, that doesn't get applied to Ray and like, oh, you know, Ray's trash. I'm like, I mean, I think she's a cool character. I think Kylo uh, Ren's I'm freaking, a cool I, I like yeah. Ray. I think Kylo Ren's a cool character. Um, BB-8's fucking badass. Like, they had all the ingredients and then Ryan went a little crazy. My my problem with episode eight is... Is that the one where she floats? <laughs> uh, no, that's episode nine where she's floating with the rocks. Um, okay. My problem with well, whoever did that. Fucking what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> but my, my my issue with episode eight was I I went to go see episode seven with my friends and had lots of like discussion time and context time and yeah. Um, the same thing when I went and saw uh, Solo and the same thing for um, uh, uh, Rogue One. So like when those when those movies were over with. You know, and Wayne was I was with Wayne for, for, for most of them. We like we came out and we talked about it and I was able to like put my emotions and my feelings and bounce ideas and th- things. But when I went but when episode eight came out, 
um, I was out of town for a work uh, a work project. I was in Maine, and uh. I actually took my five hundred first stuff with me, and I did my my five hundred first reserve pilot. Um, I, I flew with it up there, and and um, I went and did an event with the five hundred first up there in Maine on on that night of release. So I didn't know anybody, you know. I didn't know those people. I mean, yeah, we all are nerds together, but I mean, they were there with their friends, and so I was just kind of there by myself. So when it was over, um, I the theater that I well the theater that I went to um, had an earlier showing than what everybody down here was going to see. So when I came out of the movie, they were just going into the movie. So oh. you know, so not only did I have the the two and a half hours of watching the movie by myself, I then had another two and a half hours by myself with no one to talk Waiting. to. And yeah. yeah, and then I really couldn't, I didn't really reach out to them. So I never really processed episode eight the way I feel I probably should have. Um, but I'm, I'm using that as an excuse and I'll always say that's my excuse, but I just hated episode eight. I tried. I didn't like it. I tried. It just wasn't for me. But the cool thing about Star Wars, and this is what I, what a lot of people, especially like the real hardcore fans like me or Wayne or, or you know maybe you or any of the people here, is the, the, the great thing about Star Wars is there's something in Star Wars for you to enjoy. Like you don't well, have it's such to, an expansive yeah, universe. You don't have to enjoy everything that Star Wars puts out. You can say, oh man, I really like these movies, so that's what I watch. Or mm-hmm. man, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars were amazing, which I agree. I love the Clone Wars. And then some people's like, oh, I don't like watching the cartoon, so I'm not going to watch it. Okay, okay. I, I get it. I respect it. You're missing out on amazingly good storytelling, but I can also understand that it does feel kind of childish. You're a grown adult watching cartoons. I get it. Yeah, I um, kind of do want to watch the uh, the stuff Dave Filoni put together for how many se- seasons? Of, uh, there's seven, seven seasons or something. Seven or eight seasons of Clone Wars. You you absolutely should. Um, there is. I, I need to someday. That you, if you ever decide to watch it, go online and search the Machete Order to watch the Clone Wars because the first yeah. two, the first two seasons, that might be the best way to watch is with all the stuff edited out to just give me the yeah the juice seven, yeah so if you if you watch the like the first two seasons I don't think they planned on it being this expansive story that it was so they yeah. they kind of jumped around a lot like the did first, he was he was there from the beginning yeah didn't they call him and he helped write from the beginning yeah he was there yeah he was there from the beginning but the like the first the first three or four episodes are they're not the beginning of the show they're they're like the, the timeline they happen a little bit later in the show so you need to watch oh. some other episodes to really get it in context um yeah i'll have to look it up and find it like like yeah. uh Rabble said though why did they give episode eight one writer and uh seven like four writers well, part of that was JJ, but also part of that is Disney. It's my same fear with them doing all this stuff because they have all these great minds. They've got John Favreau, they've got Dave Filoni, they have JJ, they got all these fucking amazing people. But instead of having them collaborate, and let's again, like how James Cameron is like, I'm going to take all the best fucking CGI people there are, and we're going to spend 15 fucking years and make the best fucking thing you've ever seen. Whereas Disney's like, you do this one, you do that one, you do that one, you do this one. And we might, one of you might get a good project, but we're just going to shotgun it and see what fucking sticks. Well, I think too that, and I'll say this, excuse me, because I love the, the Mando and the Book of Fett and, and the, and the, the shows that are out short form Star Wars 
like yeah. is is so miles better than oh it's so great than the Mandalorian than the, yeah than the movies like these these individual like single serving episodes that are still serving a greater plot of of the, the series but just that one episode of you know it doesn't matter which one you pick pick one they're all pretty good um I I just I love it so much more. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's no like seven a, is my favorite movie, but my favorite thing is probably the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian series is just so good. I loved it. I mean, I loved all of them. I, like I said, I haven't watched Andor yet, but I yeah, guarantee, I, I, yet. I guarantee, I'm going to love it as much as I love the other ones. I can't wait no. for. I can't wait. Short for form it. also gives them more time to kind of flesh stuff out because you're not trying to tie it into two two and a half hours and hope that you got everything and didn't miss anything. And yeah. It also doesn't feel slow, but doesn't feel fast. Whereas Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian, you can have one slow episode, but as yeah. long as it's leading into something that makes sense. Well, I think the, the other thing I really loved about the, the the shows is they gave, they brought in some amazing directors and gave them a lot of licensing and how they wanted, like what they wanted their vision to be. But they also yeah. spent a lot of time sitting down with, you know, John Favreau and Dave Filoni and like, okay, here's where we want to go. Here's the overarching yeah. story. You know, let's tell this story. And then they, like, I never... Well, see, that's why Mando was so good because they took literally every writer and every director and they were like, all right, that one episode is going to be these, this director, these three writers and this and that. And at the end, you got to run it back by Favreau and Filoni. Whereas they started to expand, now they're getting less and less. Filoni is only doing like... Uh, I think he's focused on uh, Bad Batch right now. I think Favreau is doing Ahsoka, and that's it. So Favreau has not seen any of this other stuff that's coming out. He's literally focused on Ahsoka, which I hope is good, but it seems like you're limiting by trying to do so much at once. You're spreading out all your creative minds I'm sure, too thin. I'm sure that there was still collaboration in there. I'm sure that there was still a lot of conversation held because you know Filoni is kind of the well now he's the creative director yeah, behind the star he, wars franchise he's the so george, he's the george lucas now yeah and, and yeah now everything has to run through him i believe i don't know how much they do i I'm assume okay though <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i'm totally I, I i just i loved i love everything that come out i love i love the clone wars i loved rebels um i love bad batch um i didn't really like resistance um and I think I've had some conversation with some some other friends and Wayne included. I think a lot of resistance. The way reason I didn't like it is I didn't like the the art style. It was very mm. cartoony. Where the Clone Wars and those were yes they were cartoons, but they were more like CG cartoons. Whereas yeah. Resistance very much felt like a like a true traditional cartoon cartoon. Um, I just didn't like it. I tried. I tried watching. What was that thing they just did where they had like eight episodes of where all these independent studios made? Oh, the the the, the Star. Well, what were they called? Um, I don't remember. Like Tales of the Jedi. Some of those were cool. Something like that. Yeah, I haven't watched any of those either. I've been really bad on Star Wars here lately. A couple of those were cool. Some of them were eh, whatever, but. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to see, like, what else that they do. I mean, I I would kind of like to have another Star Wars movie come out soon. Because I love the experience of going to the movies with my friends and all of us sitting together and watching our childhood together. Um, yeah. And especially like when we do our 501st stuff, like we go and we dress up and then we all go. It's probably going to be a minute. They're probably gun shy after the last couple of movies. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's what I'm afraid of. 
I'm TV a, shows are working now, so they're yeah. going to stick with what works and it, stick with Marvel movies. And I mean, I'm excited to see the shows because they've done such a great job, in my opinion. But I would love another. It doesn't even have to be another trilogy following, you know, it it could just be, yeah, it doesn't have to be a sequel sequel or anything like that. They could just pick another time period and go with it. I mean, there's, what was that, 30 years between episode, uh, episode six and episode seven. So there's a lot of time. There's a lot of story to be told there. Yeah. You know, well, they could just do a solo too. Show us more solo and chewy adventures. Or they could, they could tell, um, they could tell the story of um, uh, the Crimson Dawn and, and do like an underworld movie of Star yeah. Wars, or yeah, that and cool. not and not even touch any of the main characters. Like that's the cool thing is like it, we keep we keep forgetting like when we watch Star Wars, okay, it's always kind of centered around the the Skywalkers and company. When it's literally a whole fucking galaxy, there's yeah. trillions of characters that you could pick, and you know they would have. You know, going into well, they could introduce a whole new character set of people we know nothing about, yeah. and just make it epic adventures around them, and go, all right, here's the next generation yeah. of lead characters yeah, happening on the other side of other side of the galaxy. They That's knew, where I would go if yeah. I if it was my choice. I'd go haul brand new. Yeah, and 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 not try to like shoehorn it into a story, and you know, and make it work. Like you don't need to do any of that. You know, just tell me some more Star Wars somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're never going to see the Darth Revan stuff. Or, you know, no. I, I, just, I, don't I wish they had a thing about the Knights of Ren or something. That'd be dope. Telling it, yeah, going and telling a, like a um, a feature length movie or even a, a series about the Knights of Ren and yeah, or some of the Gray Jedi. Oh, don't get started on Gray Jedi. Um, oh, the, yeah. Again, there's a a billion things they could do. Yeah. Which again, I don't understand how you're making five or six Avatar movies. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know how long we've been going now because we only started uh, recording in the middle of it. But. We are at an hour and forty minutes, so we've got maybe ten or fifteen minutes, and we got to wrap it up. Oh okay. What, um, did you have a cream of the week movie all about Darth Raven? I don't know who Darth Raven is though. Oh, that's good. If we, if they ever do a Darth Raven, it has to be um, it has to be Keanu Reeves playing the character. Has to be. Um. Earth Revan, purple and red lightsaber. Yeah, his lore is awesome. It's all it's all before episode one. Uh, time looks period. cool. Yeah, it, it, his story is really. really By the cool. way, the new Star Wars game looks fucking dope. Can't wait. Respawn does a good job. If they give us what they're advertising, I cannot wait. I mean, I'm holding my breath because you know they've been talking you know open world Star Wars for years. Yeah. And you know they gave a Star Wars. The last one wasn't really an open world. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. This is they're they're advertising a true blue. You can be a space pirate, a smuggler, a Jedi, a Mando, um, whatever. You know I am. We'll see. If that's what we get, because I played there was another there was a game like that that came out years ago that was uh, called Star Wars Galaxies, which was basically that, and it was online and it was well ahead of its time for what it was. Um, if we get something like that, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope it's a online multiplayer type experience. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. I have a strong suspicion that it's probably not going to be, that it's probably, yeah, that it's probably a hint of that. It probably won't actually be open. No, I think it'll be open. I think it'll be, you know, you know how like 
you know, Skyrim is open world, and oh, yeah. but but it's single player. That's where I was going with this. Is that there, oh. there's not going to be inter- any interactions between, you know, it's not oh. going to be multi. I bet, be I bet that's how it is. Yeah. I don't I don't think it'll be MMO. I, we'll I wish I, it's what I want. I want to be able because I would love to be like you know Wayne for example. Like hey Wayne, let's make two characters that are similar and let's go do shit together. Let's go yeah. pick up bounties. Well, could you imagine uh, like open world like No Man's Sky but Star Wars? Well, that's kind of what they're they're saying is that it's kind of going to be like No Man's Sky. No, it's not. But <laughs> you know, but then again, there's, whatever happened to uh, there's, that game that's been canceled forever? Evil Dead? No, what's it called? Which one? One of the where they're like monkeys and there's pigs. And the first one came out like 30 years ago, and they've been talking about this game forever, and it's open world. No clue what you're talking about. Beyond, no. I know we're going Beyond to, Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil. I don't even know what that yeah, is. It's been, it's been delayed. Uh, everyone talks about Half-Life being delayed. This game's been delayed a thousand times. We saw a demo on it like six years ago that was like open world. It was kind of like No Man's Sky where you'd z- zoom into the planet and go into a city, and like it looks fucking amazing, but like... Uh, there's another that, one. That's what I imagine would Beyond be Good and Evil. open world. Um, Beyond Good and Evil. I know we're getting another big open world game this year, right? Is it called Star Citizen? Isn't that what oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually kind of excited for it. I I think it's going to be a single player game, which I'm kind of bummed about. These games that are coming out, like No, like no Man's Sky, was like really, really ambitious and yeah. really over. If they were smart, they'd have it be like DMZ, where like it's. It's single player, but you can interact with other players. That those do so well. Just single player by itself yeah. is so hard. Your game has to be so fucking good well, to I get mean, attention anymore. And like I would like to see a, um, or yeah, Star Citizen. Yeah, that's what it is. I would I would like to see. I mean, it looks cool. I saw a trailer on it uh, a couple of days. Star ago. Citizen's another one that's been delayed. Yeah. for forty seven years. Like I mean, it looks fun. I think it'll be great. I'm I like I said I I figure it's going to be a single player which bums me out because I'm I'm such a uh, I'm such a social gamer that I don't I don't really like playing single player games. Um, yeah, that's my uh, I don't know. Yeah, Star Citizen says they're planning to release in 2027. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not going to be ready this year. Well, so much for that. Um, but that's what I just I want a I want a Star Wars MMO again. Um. I want that we can do stuff together. You can, you know, basically I want something along the lines of, um, uh, what's it called? Um, like escape from Tarkov or rust or something like that. That is, yeah. you know, you can, you can be an open worldly kind of you know, do be, whatever. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I want. But in star Wars universe where I can be anything that I want to be, I could be, like I said, uh, a pirate or a smuggler yeah, or a good guy go buy a lightsaber yeah. go get your 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 crystals yeah or you know it would be so much fun to like be a stormtrooper and you know like demand order like you go into like a, a a town or something that other players are in and you're you just spend your whole game session like demanding oh, like an MMO RPG yeah demanding people's identification you know <laughs> stuff like that and just I think that would be a lot of fun um, yeah, and that's yeah, we're probably a ways away from them being able to do that. Yeah, technically, we probably have the technology that could do it now, but well, I mean, that, if you uh, can, a huge game like that is so hard to do. There's a reason GTA Six has taken this long. Yeah, 
to make an open world game where you can do literally anything and go in buildings and do this and that and have different factions and jobs and like <laughs> well i mean gta 5 did it really well and they just kept yeah. and they keep building and adding more things and like that would be cool you know um yeah. well imagine if disney realized that the video game industry makes way more than the movie industry mm-hmm. and actually went for it yeah. <laughs> and they're like we're, we're doing a gta version of fucking star wars it's oh, going to be out God. in 10 years it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen that's cool <laughs> i'll be near 50 years old but i mean i'm fucking here for it um, Let me see some identification. I'd be there. Hold on, I got to piss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that, that's all. I mean, that, I'm pushing to retire just so I can spend more time playing video games. And yeah. I, I'm really interested to see. That'd be so funny. We're old, right? We're playing video games. Our, our kids are like reading. They're like, I can't believe you in your video games. <laughs> <laughs> so immature, Dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to see where the gaming industry goes in the next one to two decades because yeah, you know, it's going to be great. There is a, you know, there is our generation, the millennial generation that grew up playing video games. And they're such a huge part of our culture that yeah. there's, you know, you know, damn well, we're going to continue to play it once we're, you know, oh, yeah, we're 70. Yeah. I'm going to be 70 blasting fucking two thousands rap. <laughs> well, playing fucking video games. I mean, it, <laughs> I know that when I, when I worked for the, that medical equipment company, um, I would go into nursing homes and places like that and they would have Nintendo Wii set up and it would be like a group activity for like they get the old people together and they do Wii bowling and they loved it. I mean, they thought it was, I mean, the, the, the residents thought it was a ton of fun. There was a number of them that really looked forward to doing it. Nobody broke a hip. Nobody broke a hip. Well, they were still staying in their, um, Oh, uh, just going like this in their their chair. Yeah. (laughs) But, but still, I mean, it's, it is still it's something that can, you know, make things easier. If you go back, let's go back 10 years, 20 years, and you think about nursing homes and places like that, they're incredibly lonely, sad places. Because what we do, what, what we do in here in America with our elderly is yeah. we pack them away in a, in a home and we never see them again because it's easier to ignore what your fate is going to be later in life than it is to face it and deal with it. And so people that were putting nursing homes, the level of depression was, I mean, I couldn't imagine. And now that we got, you know, video games and our generation is going to be, we're not going to not play video games when we're 70. It's, yeah, we're we're, going to need a gamers outreach for the elderly. We're we're going to (laughs) be to set every nursing home up with little carts that has an Xbox. You can roll it in. I don't think it'll be a gamers (laughs) outreach. I I believe that it'll be a cornerstone of some of the nursing homes, like or some of the retirement villages and centers. What amenities do they got? Well, they got a pool. Oh, they got a PS (laughs) six. What? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, you know, right now they get together for like shuffleboard and stuff like that. Now they're having Halo two tournaments. Fucking sold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring back GarageBand. You know, could oh, you imagine? God, those were so fun. Yeah. <laughs> but that the problem was... is, what new music do you add? Oh, I mean, I, I guess there's a shit ton of stuff between the '60s and 2000, but like, I feel like they've already done all the good, the greatest hits. That's fine. Like, I don't mind going back and playing like Rock Band Two 
you know, yeah. well, if they, I guess if they had an updated version, like a VR, you put on VR headsets and you're, you can literally see your instrument and you look over and see your yeah. buddy on the drums. And I, I really want, I've not, I've not, I've been really indifferent with VR um, pretty much since it came out because number one, I've never really had a computer that could handle it. But number two, I never really cared about the like immersion part of VR yeah. Until I watched a TikTok a couple of days ago and they're playing Among Us and they're doing VR. So they're in the spaceship and they're physically moving around and they're talking and like you're you are the the whatever you call the person. Um, and the video is this guy and he walks up on this this other Among Us character and it's a little kid. The kid's probably seven, maybe eight years old. And the dude walks up behind the kid and goes, I'm going to kill you, boy. And the kid starts <laughs> running from the, the guy and the, the dude starts chasing and screaming, get back here, get back here. And and the, the kid runs up and he hits the emergency meeting button. And you don't go to this like menu where it just shows the the vote screen. You're still standing around the um you're standing yeah. around the table and you're talking and it's just them screaming and the little boy screaming that, oh, he's the imposter. And the dude screaming, no, it's orange. And they vote the kid out. And it was the funniest TikTok I've watched in a long time. I'm like, now I want a VR just to play Among Us VR. Oh, that's, that'd be it, great. It's so much fun. The Oculus is amazing. Yeah. I can't wait for the next version of like, not the Oculus because fuck Facebook. They're trying to put Facebook into it too much. Oh, really? But the next version of like when another company comes out. Mm-hmm. And has some amazing technology and like it's just next fucking level. Like, because being able to wireless, just go wherever you want with the Oculus, not have to worry about a fucking computer, that is just next level immersion. There's yeah. no way you can have the same immersion being tied to a computer. Oh, oh, fucking pulling on my wires. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, after watching that, I was like, okay, now I want to play VR because if all of us got together and played that in VR, It'd be some of the. I mean, Among Us playing the Among Us together was already a lot of fun. But yeah, I never got to play when we had a full ten of us. I mean, we'll have to get some people together again. And play Always it. missed out. Um. But yeah, I, I can't, I can't wait. I guess that level will end up being the people in the floating chairs. It'll be like, um, it'll be like the humans from Wally. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's talking about. <laughs> that's fun. Um. But you uh, can't really reach your milkshake anymore. You're like, eh, eh. Yeah, that, that, that's a future John problem. Yeah. Oh, my ass uh, is sore. I had a sort of cream of the week, even though I've only played a little bit of it. Okay. Uh, the new High on Life game. Mm, okay. Just, Justin Roiland voices a majority of it. Uh, I've only played some of it. My son's played it and beat it like two or three times. He's still playing it. He freaking loves it. I don't know if it's a great game for a 10-year-old. It is. He's 10 years old? Yeah. They say a lot of like, fuck you, buddy. And that like, is the <laughs> perfect game for a 10-year-old. Like, that is, that is you know, as all, all of All the us, weapons that talk to you and like, yeah. you son of a bitch. And like, yeah, I yeah. think I think it is an excellent game for a preteen boy to play because it's just, yeah. the, it's just the right amount of language and just the right I- amount immature. of... Immature. Yeah. It, it's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. given him uh, plenty of vocabulary to use. Yep, gives him new <laughs> words to use. It 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 references it references concepts that he's not quite old enough to get, but you know, 
he kind of understands what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's perfect. But no, the bits I played when he lets me are super fun. I, I it's, haven't. It's just, it's a funny game. It's fun. I haven't played it yet. Um, I've thought about streaming it. Um, there are a couple points to it that are like clunky. Hmm. Where you're like, I can tell this is not a triple A title. Okay. But the story and the like jokes behind it, uh, I think it'd be a good one to stream though. I think. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people that streaming it, and I'm 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 really still trying to figure out the brand that I'm trying to put forward of like mm. what type of content do I want to stream? Do I do I jump on the bandwagon and stream the same thing that a thousand other streamers are streaming? Because people are watching those thousand stream, you know, streamers, but you yeah. know, I don't have the viewers to like make my way up the chain of and and be on the front page of Twitch and be like, hey, this guy's streaming, uh, whatever, um, whatever, yeah. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, I kind of like streaming the old stuff. Like I'm I'm working my way through Doom, um, which is fun, and I enjoy playing it. You know, I hadn't some of the Doom games I've never played before. So I'm playing something new to good. me. Um, but then on the other hand, I, I'm kind of having the same problem of, of with the viewers is not because I'm not popular enough to bring them in. It's like nobody's streaming this game, so nobody's looking for it. Yeah, um, you're, the, you're the one of 23 yeah. people that are yeah. streaming it. And the, and the chances of, like, I think the last time I streamed, um, uh, streamed Doom, I was the only person on Twitch streaming Doom. And so it's like, okay, the chances of someone searching for Doom and watching, you know, hey, look, this guy's actually streaming Doom. On the other hand, I also noticed when I was streaming, when I would uh, stream the weird ones, Mm -hmm. when you finally do get somebody that comes in, you're a lot more likely to, like, keep them as a viewer. Yeah, and I've been very successful, Um, especially here the last two weeks or so. um, I've been really successful about picking up new followers and, and people coming back to, to say hello and, and, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm really excited about, about that. And I'm finally starting to kind of grow a little bit. Um, so I, I'm, I'm happy about that. And I'm going to, like Phil, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I've got doom to stream, um, tomorrow. Uh, I've still got to kind of figure out what I'm going to do on my Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, because we're not doing our, not doing, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to continue doing my, my D and D the homebrew stuff. Cause I'm, I'm really losing, I'm really losing the, the creative energy to do it. And yeah. I, and I, I hate that because I know some people are playing it, you know, they're having a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So I might, we could also do some more of where, uh, we have a new DM. <laughs> well, yeah, we could also do some more letting you, uh, partake. Yeah, fucking nice. Well, and that, and that we are, um, we're kind of in a holding pattern, um, until, uh, Heather finishes her masters, which will be, mm. uh, the first part of May. So we're not that far away. Um, because Heather wants to play in the stuff with Nicole and Nicole said she wanted some time to, to, to come up with new content. Um, yeah. so, so that's, that's, that's definitely going to happen, but that's where we're a number of months away from that happening. So and I'm always open to, you know, somebody else wanting to DM and, and take that step forward, even if it's not homebrew, which I never recommend doing out of the gate. Oh, I had a homebrew idea for something that I did, I'm sure it had to have been done. Everything's been done. Okay. What's your idea? Uh, 
because I'm not going to steal all, it. <laughs> you all are you, like your your name, mm-hmm. and you'll start in the modern world, and a thing happens, and you all end up in the forest, and now all of a sudden you are a mage yeah. and a barbarian and a. I I had it actually. I had an idea really really similar to that. Um. It's something and you have to get back. <laughs> my, my idea was pretty much the same thing was um, the group of people that I'm playing with. Uh, we all go out and maybe we've gone on a camp, a camping out like a, a weekend camp out retreat. Yeah. Type deal. Oh, that'd be good. And you wake up and walk out of the tent and go, wait a minute. What the fuck? Well, it, it, what happens is, is the, it was going to be me. The DM disappears. Like, you oh. don't know like, well, where did John go? And so the, you know, you would assume the players would go looking for you and you would find this um, like kind of hole in the ground. And there's clues leading to, hey, it looks like John went down here. And so mm. like, okay, we're going to go down here and see if we can't find John. So once they crawl through the hole and they come out on the other side, that's when they pick up their their abilities and their classes. And my, oh. my goal was to randomly assign... And then they have to find you in there? Yeah. And then it, would, then it would become kind of like a dungeon crawl to rescue the DM. Oh. Um, that was the idea, but it, I never... Um, I think that was my first foray in trying to homebrew, and I kind of got glimpses of my inability to do so. And, oh. <laughs> and, and I'm, just, I'm just not good at it. Like, you can give me content and put it in front of me and give me a prompt, and like we did the improv at the beginning of the show, um, and I do fine. I do great. I can, I can take pre-written content and um, yeah, like the kids in the old D&D cartoon. Yeah. Um, you can give me content and it's already fleshed out. I can, I can put it, I can create it. I can work with it. I'm great. But if you come to me and say, John, I want you to come up with something on the fly and make it yeah. fun. I feel like I am the worst at it. And so it, you're like the game of Thrones writers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm exactly like the you, game. You and give I, me the idea and you want me to flesh it out. I'll do it. But if you want me to create it from scratch, fucking woo. Yeah. And, and, and I, but the, the difference between me and them is I understand that I'm not good at that. Oh, and you understand when they say, yeah, that you can't do this. So you're like, I know I can't. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not doing it. And, and I think that's the, that's the problem that I'm having with the, the, the homebrew that, that, that you were playing in with me. Um, and then why I'm probably not going to come back to it maybe ever for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that your last where to go or what to do? Or? It's a, well, I mean, no, I've still got what I want to do. I just, I don't, I'm not. Is the hard at, part when like off the cuff where like they don't go where you thought they were going to go and they go over here and you now on out yeah. of nowhere, I have to create a story and a, a house and a forest and what everything yeah. means over there. You know, and I already struggle enough to make the grand scheme of things. Now I've got to create, you know, minor plot points, but the, the issue that <laughs> the issue that I have and, and, the, what, what I'm going through is I don't feel like I'm doing a good job and oh. I've had, I've had you tell me I, I've had any of the other people that I've, that I've DM for like, Oh John, you're doing great. You're, you're really good at this. Well, you can say that until you're blue in the face. I don't believe I'm good at it. Yeah. And that's when Do it, you feel bored with what you're creating. No, it, it's not that because I have such a good time doing stuff and, and playing with, you just feel like it's not good. Like, I just don't feel like it's. Uh, as yeah, good as we it finished could be. a session, but like it, it was yeah. kind of. And then everybody's like, "Oh no, you did great!" And like, I know you're being honest. You're not trying to like blow smoke up my ass, and and I get that yeah. and I appreciate it. 
but you know, it's one of those things where but you know nobody will inside be inside. You feel like a two out of ten or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's like nobody nobody can be as hard of a critic as I am on myself. And yeah. and like when we did, I know. I wish we could all be like Kanye. Yeah, exactly. Just fucking. <laughs> yeah, but like when, when like when we did, um, I've done Curse of Strahd now twice, and we're, yeah. we're we're just about ready to finish up. We're we're in the final battle of Strahd in in my second in my in my Thursday group. And I, um, I know I've done a good job and, and then I'm not trying to be arrogant or anything. When I say it is like, I've done a good job. The players are, you know, when I have players that are like visibly upset because something happened to their character, then I know that they're immersed in their, in the game. And I am a key part of that immersion. So I know I'm yeah. doing good. So I, I mean, I have never, I can well, well the first time I ran through Strahd, I can say that there were times I walked away going, Well, that was trash. But <laughs> every every single session that I've done in this in this current run through of Strahd, yeah. I've walked away going, That's as good as I can do. Like I've gave yeah. everything, I left it all out there. This is good. I've never felt that way when I do homebrew. I have never huh. had a holy cow, that was a great session. Um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to say something harsh for a minute. Okay, go for it. The DM is important, Mm -hmm. but the DM is like maybe 30% of it. That's true. 70% of it is the players, and not even just them as themselves, but also how they mesh together. Yes. Let's say you have four of the best fucking improv masters. They play D&D all the time. Yeah, let's say you got people that play on dimension 20 or something or fucking yeah. you got amazing people, but we don't know them and they don't get along with us. It's not going to work either. Right. There's so much more that goes into it. And the problem with trying to line that up to and find good players and everything, it, schedules never line up. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's half of our problem with what we're doing with yours now. It's not that you're doing a bad job DM. Yeah. Well, that that's something that, you know, um, that I was, that I that I imparted to Nicole when she started DMing, um, it was like the, the the secret to being a good DM is understanding that it's not your story. Yeah, like you might, and and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't I can't homebrew very well is I can't let go of that concept. Oh yeah, um, well, no, that, she did a great job. She did great. Like, I mean, I was let me do all the things that I shouldn't <laughs> have. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the thing is like you have to understand that no matter how much effort and time and energy that you put into the story, it isn't yours. It's the yeah. player's story. You're just there as a referee. And, you know, and, and there's granted, there's more to that. You know, you're, you're, you're the referee, you're the cameraman, you are the writer. You're also the person that like, you know, when they do a table read uh, for a movie or a TV show, they have to have, yeah. they have to have a narrator. It's like scene one opens field zoom out like yeah you're but again you have to let the actors do their thing right and if they they want to improv and go off script you have to allow it to happen you have to you have to create the situation where they can and you know sometimes you do have to kind of rein people back in and be like okay you know you there's a time and a place and you kind of have to feel and and know when that time and a place is not just as a dm but as a player and and I'm very picky about the people that I game with because 
they're people that I know mesh well together. Um, yeah, and that, yeah, it really is a reality yeah. show following murder. That's one of my favorite uh, talents of uh, Stephen Crittenden uh, is when players start to go way off the path. He let, he lets them do whatever, but then they start getting too far. He starts throwing at him, you do that, and yeah. giving him nothing, and that's like their clue of all right. Well, yeah, exactly. We've now hit. We've now hit the wall. Yeah, the world no longer goes that direction. We need to come back. Well, that, and that's <laughs> and that's where you know the 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 Johnism that comes out with mine is like, well, you can certainly try. You know, yeah, <laughs> um, and, and it's, it, yeah, it's exactly that, and I, I just. Some people, I've had DMs over the years that I, I are just like me. They're great at pre-built stories and, and whatnot. And I've played, with, I played with one DM that was, everything he did was homebrew. And yeah. it was fucking good. Like, he was a great storyteller. He was, he was great at, you know, going from one character to another. You know, there were times where, you know, you as a player were, you know, were just you know, watching something happen. So he's, you know, he's having to play two or three characters at the same time, having a conversation amongst themselves. And yeah. it's not just doing voices and, and going back and forth, but, you know, explaining what's going on and, and whatnot. So, I mean, there's all kinds of different ones. And I, I feel like my path is this pre-built stuff that I don't have to worry about you know, coming up with what's going to happen next. I know what's going to happen next, but yeah. You know, but I also have the ability to kind of let players tell their own story and and create their own, you know, self interest in the game. Um, but I just yeah, I don't really I don't I, have it. I don't have it in me to do a lot of homebrewing, and I think it. I think too one of the issues that I have with it is, um, I don't um, I don't have a lot of time, like not I don't have a lot of not D and D time to sit and write out my stories and and flesh out these characters and flesh out these scenes there's a lot of going into it you know um fleshing out yeah. you know and you've you've learned that yourself now that you you know you've gotten really inspired with the character that you're playing in in Nicole's game and and you're building you know you've built this character you've built a backstory and now you're doing like fan fiction for your backstory and I fucking yeah. I fucking <laughs> love it like I love that um I just, but to do that on a grand scale, I'm just like, yeah, it's I a just lot of don't work. have the time. So that's why I like, you know, I'm working on, uh, you know, I go out and buy the pre-builds um, and tell those stories. So it's probably where I'm going to stick from this point forward and just say, you know what? I'm done. You just don't have time to do homebrew. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And so what, I, what I'm thinking about doing, because I know, I know Paul wants to continue playing and I know, um, I know, um, Wayne wants to continue playing and I'm sure you do too. Uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to meld my Thursday group into doing tomb of annihilation. I think I'm going to go out and pick up another pre-built and, yeah. and say, okay, let's, let's this group play this one. Um, because all the all of you guys, except Smokey, have played Strahd, so there's no sense in going back and doing that one. Um, and I'm ready to not do Strahd anymore. I've yeah. you know, I've <laughs> I've now I'm almost four years into playing Curse of Strahd between two groups, 
So I'm kind of like, yeah. oh, I'm kind of done. Well, the pre-builds are nice, though. They have so much already fleshed out. Oh, and now so there's just little things that you have to yeah, figure it's out. It's so easy. And yeah. um, especially the newer ones. Um, Curse of Strahd was the first 5th edition pre-build. But there's been a version of Strahd and Castle Ravenloft in every edition of D&D. So there's always been Castle Ravenloft in some form or another um, in D&D. So there's a ton of content out there for it. So, um, but the one where the the Tomb of Annihilation is a, a more recent one, and the the content that you that you get on Roll Twenty is the stuff that you can do digitally is amazing. Like the the maps that are in the game and the way this game works and its mechanics, yeah, is so good. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I may, um, I'm not thinking. I mean, I'm going to. It's just a matter of when I'm going to do it. Um, going ahead and picking up another pre-built and, and doing a, a another pre-built for, for you guys because I kind of felt bad being like, okay, we played for a couple of weeks. I don't want to play no more. You know, yeah. I do. <laughs> I just don't want to play that. <laughs> I don't want to do my yeah. homebrew. Let's do something else. So I'm thinking um, I'm thinking about doing the Dragon Heist or the, the Dragon Queen series which it's a really, really long series. Um, but each book will take us about a year and a half to get through. And I think there's like four books if you want to actually Dragon go through Queen. Them. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. So, hmm. um, Because I, I do want to um, continue to have everybody, you know, that want to play, I want to give them the opportunity to play because I never got a lot of opportunities to play years ago because I didn't have anybody to play with. So yeah, I have the capability. Well, see, that's of, the thing too. I wish we had another DM. Me too. So, so we could bounce <laughs> off of And at the very least, I'd go back and forth. So you're not always playing. <clears throat> Cause I enjoy playing with you too, as a player. Yeah. Not always as a DM. Well, yeah. Um, and, and that's one of the things too, that I was, I was kind of encouraging people that want to DM to be, Hey, I will be, I will play in your game. I will, I will help you out. I will, you know, I, there were things that Nicole had that chose to do in her game that if I was a DM, I wouldn't have done it that way. But I'm like, yeah, it's not my, it's not my game. It's my story, but it's not my game. Yeah. And, um, it, I think she did great. I, I loved it. I loved the way it turned out. Um, that was a good fun. You know, I was, I was invested in my character as much as, you know, anybody else was in theirs. So I'm excited to see what we're going to do next. So, but I, I think I am going to give everybody the, I think I'm going to give our, um, our Tuesday group, our homebrew group, the opportunity to maybe we'll play something else. Oh, um, okay. I thought so. you were going to tell them, you're going to give them the bad news that all their characters died. <laughs> yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> they all died. The, 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 um, the island just sinks into the water, global, uh, global warming, melt of the polar yeah. ice caps. It's over. You should not yeah. have been burning all the carbon. The water was boiling, and when you this island sunk, everyone died. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> so, well, I don't know about you, but I think it's about time to wrap up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's a good episode. Yeah, I don't know how long it was. Something like that. I don't know because I have some of the recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! You know, one of these times we'll do both. Yeah, we finally get everything right. Guess we should start like a checklist. 
Yeah, maybe one, two. I need a little post-it note. Yeah, that's literally what I was going to say. Is I think I was going to put a post-it <laughs> note right here that says, remember to Fred, turn on. Yeah. Craig, <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's wrap uh, it up. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by Rabble. Rabble. Yeah, thanks to Rabble. Thanks to and Filk. Filk. And Duty. And no, don't thank Duty. Oh, yeah. Don't fucking true. bank don't Duty. Don't Wayne stopped by for a minute. Yeah, Wayne was here <laughs> and... Uh, there was somebody else that jumped in at the very beginning, but I didn't catch. Oh, yeah, uh, it was who it is. Started with an H or something, I think. I'm scrolling back. Uh, there they are. Uh, Dominate and Jordan. Oh, Jordan was here. That's right. Oh, yeah, your first time. Uh, I wish you'd have given me a follow because I'm stuck. He's at- been here before. Oh. He didn't want to follow you though. Sorry. Oh, well, screw him then. <laughs> uh, I'm at 89 followers. I'm I'm really trying to get to. Um, hey, I think you finally passed me. Really. I'm trying to get to um, 100 by the end of, um, by my birthday, which is in April. That's my goal. Oh, I, it's, it's only I was 11. at 70. You passed me a minute ago because yeah. I was at 72 followers. Yeah, I was, I've actually been doing really good. The last last five streams I've done, um, I've picked up a follower every stream. Yeah, so, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't pick up a follower this stream, so I was kind of bummed about that. I always but, had the most fun... And that, this is maybe why I gained the most followers, but I always had the most fun doing horror games, mm. the scary games. I could do, I could get into doing those. I would like and, to I would like to do the Alien Isolation game. Is one oh, that one's favorite. so good. Yeah, that that one was a really good time. Me playing that. I think there's still some clips of it on my channel somewhere. But yeah, maybe that came through the video. I was having a good time, and that's why I got more followers. I don't know. Mm. Or once that was always my best performing streams, though. Mm. We I did really good. Um, we did the uh, the political uh, the political one on Friday. Oh, political one the other yeah. night. Yeah, I did really well. I picked up um, picked up a follower. People like politics. Yeah, <laughs> I picked up a follower from Germany, so that was pretty awesome. Oh uh, dang! Yeah, uh, he he hung out for a good portion of the stream for your political stream. Yeah, he was like, I don't. He goes, I know that this is going on, but I don't know what it's all about. So you know, he I, he just loves watching America fall apart. I mean, <laughs> we do too. But um, it was really good. I had a lot of fun on that stream. I had a lot of people come and go. Um, so that was that was the first pig's political pod or uh, stream. So I'm gonna maybe do more of those in the future. Um, but yeah, it was good. Okay. It was good. Well, yeah. Other than that, make sure you follow us and uh, and thanks for listening. We'll see what happens with the first part of this episode. If you <laughs> made it this far, apparently it was good enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we'll see you next time. Okay, bye, Q. Bye, Oreo. (laughs)